Here we go. 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 That fucking button. I think I just used it to our advantage, though. It'll probably sound cool later on. Here we go. Levels are set. Headsets off. It's fucking takeoff time. As we finish this doobie. Mm. And dude, literally everything coming together perfectly timing right now. Yeah, well, it's also like the, the joint is at that resified place where it's not like a stogie. That was a fat ass joint that you rolled. That was a professional. That was a man that has enough weed to roll joints like this all the time. Yo, you know what actually taught me how to roll joints? What? Okay, so back in high school, you know how hard it was to get cigarettes when you're like underage, and you no, just like dude, a I look piece like of this shit. back in high school. So, <laughs> all right, all right. Before before I grew facial hair, it was really hard for me to score cigarettes and shit, and I was sneaking them around my parents and shit. I was like, "Don't let dad catch me." But uh, me and my friends had a genius idea. We're like, "Bro, let's just buy a pound of tobacco. Let's get someone to get us a pound of tobacco." So we got it, and we just rolled shit tons of cigarettes. And after that pound, boy, I can just roll joints like nothing. That's an interesting thing to do. I used to have friends that they were like mall rats, and uh, they were of age, but they would just piss off cops because they would just hang out in front of the malls and they would roll cigarettes. So any of the new like Boynton cops that would pop around, they'd see them out there rolling something, and they think they had this easy bus going on. And these kids were straight edge as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like they wear the X's on their hands. <laughs> That's hilarious, yeah, man. Those guys are geniuses. Just to fuck with the cop. They thought it was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> like I could, I could be packing a joint next door. I'd be rolling a joint next to them, and they'd be rolling a tobacco cigarette. And that's just what they smoked. It was cheaper, and they also like fucking with the cops. So we went on to, you just went on vacation and coming back. So uh, you said we to Tennessee. Yep. I just went to Tennessee for the weekend. And fun fact, I picked up a pack of fucking tobacco to roll up there. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, and I rolled all my cigarettes this weekend too. That's the hippie way to do it. Dude, it was a nice weekend. Fair. All right, so ten and a half hour drive up to Tennessee. We stop at Atlanta to go see... Uh, Candace's cousin. All right. right. Candace was riding in shoddy. I was driving. Just like going to Miami. Back. It's a fucking city, dude. <laughs> dude, Atlanta was beautiful. It's such a big city. I drove through it in rush hour. I never want to go back. I was in a big F-150 inside middle of rush hour, like 5 o'clock, driving through like 95 through the middle of Atlanta. It was That's just rough. wall. Like, I'm glad I had to drive through. I didn't. I don't think I had the wherewithal to be able to, like, pull into different lanes because I'm from down here. Anytime I see somebody driving like they do there, I'm like, go back to the city. You don't have to be up my ass like that. Like, drive like you're in Florida, for Christ's sake. Like, <laughs> you can always tell when somebody comes from up north or from the city because I, I've been to New York. I don't know. Have you ever been to New York City? Yeah. So those motherfuckers have to take every inch that they can get when they pull out. Especially, like, taxis and shit. Like, you can see it's, like, playing a fucking video game, bro. Like, they don't give a shit. They're just like, all right, I got ding this time. Right. And so, like, you don't have to drive like that here. Somebody will let you over, and as long as you wave, I don't give a shit. But don't wave, bro. I'll be cursing you out underneath my... It's like a southern hospitality thing. Just see, give me a little that's wave. That's not just me, man. I'd be like, yo, man. You're like, I'll, I'll give him the, the, the love you hand, hand gesture, and then I'll be like, yo, let me use in there. Yeah, and that's cool. As long as you wave, also to say thank you. But if you don't... I'll be trying to, like, oh, do I get yelled at by the wife? Because all of a sudden I'm like, I hope you get cancer. She's like, that's not okay. I'm like, I mean, 
every now and again, I think it's okay to do that. Like, I don't know. It is it's okay. probably not I've okay. I've been driving a lot out in Tampa, work, working, and uh, boy, oh boy, man, there are some crazy drivers out there. <laughs> like, it's okay to be that mad driving a little bit. Um, some Some people are just... A little reckless out there. It's the entitled people that literally don't give a shit about wrecking their car. They just want to get over. And so you know that like if I don't hit the brakes, we're getting into an accident. Yeah. Those are the people that I just... Uh, I want to just say, have a great day. So, 10-hour trip to fucking Tennessee. I know that one. Yeah, 10-hour trip to Tennessee. We get there. Um, our boy Ryan, we get to his apartment in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh, wait, shit. We were in Atlanta. My bad. Oh, yeah. No, no. Atlanta, we stopped for like an hour. We, we, oh, we saw some families. We were like, all right, bye. It was a rest stop. <laughs> Glorified rest stop. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, we get to Tennessee. We get to Ryan's. He's like, yeah, man. <laughs> he's, it, it's about like one, two in the morning. And, uh, he's So you're like, staying at a friend's house. Yeah, yeah. We oh, stay the first night at the friend's house because we just got there a little bit too late. Um, but, um. He's like, yeah, man, it's like three, so I'm just going to, it's like two, three o'clock, I'm going to stay up, go to work for a couple hours, and I'll be right back. And uh, Ryan's a professional bodybuilder. He he works for uh, Orange Fitness, and dude, he is jacked. And uh, man, um, he's like, yeah, I got the solution for this. Takes a couple of Adderall. <laughs> oh. Dude, it, is, it, Adderall and Vyvanse are probably like the best drug produced for working people. They are. I mean, for it's, people it's an who have jobs. Normally it doesn't say like Adderall on the side, what well, used to, but anymore it would say amphetamine, sulfate. Like it's just a, it's an amphetamine. Yeah, man, it's over the counter meth for sure. Uh, meth is way more intense. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, I mean, I, so I was like one of the first generations that they really were like, give them all Ritalin. And right now, like, I remember back, it was the first time I was ever fucked up and i didn't even realize it i was just like i feel good and i'm chilling dude like keep giving more of this and then what would happen is uh people would come in and i'd be like busy on a project though and i'd turn into angry cokehead when people bothered me they were trying to do something nice for me bro they'd be coming in and be like dude, what do you want for lunch and i'd be like get the fuck away from me can't you see that i'm goddamn busy and, I, and then i have to go apologize be like i don't know what's up and eventually i was like i'm pretty sure that i have like this short temper because i'm on this fucking this stimulant drug. Yeah, definitely. And I'm talking like I was like 10, having to like come to grips with being on this fucking stimulant that took my appetite away and just made me super focused. But I was like, all right, let's go. Everything was just like 110%. Like if I did anything, I just kept going at it. Yeah, man. And then you got done with that and you got the next thing done. Well, at first it helped me focus on schoolwork and shit. And then it helped me focus more on doing things besides schoolwork and shit. <laughs> like I just... And I put a lot of time in doodling instead of getting my shit done. It was just eventually you learned how to use it as a drug instead of what they wanted you to use it as. Yeah, that's for sure. So, anyways, Adderall. Adderall. We're in Chattanooga. We're we're smoking the whole way. We're smoking once we get there. I bust out some Rice Krispies. I'm like, everybody eat one. We eat one Rice Krispie. We pass out for like two, three hours. We hit downtown Chattanooga. And downtown Chattanooga is kind of fun. It's got really nice bars. There's like museums and stuff. It, it's a really chill place. Ryan gets off of work. We head up into the mountains. I don't know where because we've been drinking. Uh, we started the day off with some mimosas. Were there any guardrails on these mountains? I mean, a couple. <laughs> that is scary as shit. So going up, sorry. It was my, the mountains in Tennessee are fucking scary. When, when you're from here, I'm from Flatland. 
I took videos and like it was like S's up mountains and I was like this is not Florida and it's cool like I was like oh I wish I was driving uh, maybe until you're driving and you're like maybe I wish somebody else was yeah California mountains were scary man the big red trees out there they're right on the road like oh. right on the like in Florida you know how you have like kind of like half a bike lane at least like on the side the median like the side dude California is straight up big like I'm talking like trees this oh. thick like as thick as this thick as he has his it's yeah, great for my, radio my hands, my hands are up and he's i'm got, not explaining it like a fridge thick. like an albatross he's got it like like he's trying to hug a big redwood tree yeah <laughs> yeah big, yeah like a fridge and a half thick all the way around can't even touch it with your, i've been with to the redwood hands. forest in san francisco or you have to go like just over the bridge and whatnot together so it's been through some like they're massive i've been through the redwood trees so you're talking about it was just tennessee instead of they made a tree there or like a tree like that that you're like maybe that'll stop the vehicle um you know, it was one of those things we had the conversation of like, you think we'd go through the trees or just right through the trees into that river down below that's like 200 feet down. And like, you're like a bike lane. There's no bike lane. There was a, there was a line and the, where the pavement end on the other side, that was like two inches, right? Lynch. And then it was just straight down to your yeah. death. Uh, I was not okay with that. And well, when we first got up there, right? I lost track of time because we got there so late and we got to North Carolina before we drove to, to Tennessee to visit a friend, right? So I got up. I didn't realize what time it was. I got offered a beer. I'm like, I'm on vacation. It's time to fucking day drink, right? So it's like, whatever. I thought I had plenty of time. Maybe it's whatever. So I've just had, next thing you know, she comes to the door and she's like, it's fucking four o'clock. We got to go. And I'm like, well, I'm not driving up into the mountains. So I was lucky for my anxiety. I was already fucking like, yeah, I wasn't shit face, shit face, but I was drunk enough to think that it was kind of fun that we were in the mountains. But I'm telling you, if I hadn't actually like gotten day drinking in it, like I probably would have had. It was pretty. It was pretty fucking terrifying. Like I'm glad I was pretty. Yeah, I was pretty tore up. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's why I had such a good time. That's uh, when you're inebriated going up the mountains. You'll flirt with death. It's it's like when you jump over the bonfire when you're drunk as a kid. Like it's like it's fun. It is as long as you're not that one person that slips in. <laughs> I have multiple scars for for all of these childhood memories. <laughs> so Ryan gets out of work. You guys go to the bars. Yeah, we we hit downtown. Ryan gets out of work. We're drinking. We're eating pineapple infused tequila the whole time. We have the six quart Tupperware full of it, soaked in it for like four or five days. Fair enough. Like it was so good, so tasty. <laughs> Kept us hydrated. Anyways, Ryan gets off work. We hit the mountains. All right. And Oh my gosh, it is such a sight to just see like valleys and towns in those valleys and then just go driving right past them higher and higher. And we get to their driveway and we're going to Ryan's parents' house. This is why we came to, to Tennessee. Um, they, uh, they retired and they bought a piece of property on top of a mountain, 200 plus acres. And uh, what they did on top was they built such a beautiful castle like it it is such a cozy they built a castle for sure and um get there beautiful driveway it opens up to the right of you you have a pump house a, a farm you have vegetables growing in the back mm -hmm. dude it, it's it's beautiful up there to the left of you is their castle their castle sleeps 25 plus people and it is just straight beautiful he created a tower and uh 
The like, back porch literally looks on the back of this mountaintop. And then you have this huge field and then a large hill and then it just drops. You got pictures of this? Oh, yeah. I will send you pictures. We're going to have to yeah, yeah, do yeah. like a visual aid on top of this for everybody. I'll send you some pictures. That pisses sure. me off with podcasts when you're listening <laughs> to it and like they throw on a video to YouTube and it's like you didn't. You didn't have just a little bit to like throw up what you're talking about as part of the visual aid that's going on in the background. Just no, my face smiling at you for the next two hours is all the creative input I'm going to put into giving you something on YouTube. And then people are surprised when they don't hit like or something. Like, all right, guys, imagine this with your eyes closed. Mm-hmm. On the back porch, you see a large grassy knoll sloping upwards ever so slightly. And then just trees, where the knoll stops, the top of the tree starts. It's fall, so it's quite green still. But there's peppered red, orange, yellow, crisp, vibrant colors all along the treetops. Behind that grassy knoll, you go down. There's a hiking trail. It opens up a little pocket to the right. Go down, and it just starts becoming... A gravel side almost of large rocks the size of golf balls then you come across this stream where this bridge is thrown over it and then it just opens up you have huge boulders you're looking down the mountain there's a pond to the right of you it, it's a majestic place i i didn't even want to leave one of the like one of the things i always think about whenever you see like a body of water that's somewhere in like tennessee or like when those crazy motherfuckers just jump in that dark-ass water, right? For me, being from Florida my entire life, it's programmed, instilled inside every grain of my being that, like, there's an alligator. And every foreign body of water I can't see to the bottom of, there is something that can that can potentially give me a challenge for being the apex predator around because I'm inside its environment, like, you're on a jet ski around here, like, in the canals and shit, and you fall off. Like, automatically, you realize, like, you're not alone anymore. Like, you need to get out of there. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's it's not like dealing with a shark. <laughs> like, you can punch that motherfucker. Like, you go to punch a goddamn, like, a, an alligator, you could lose your arm if you punch it in the wrong place. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, I, yeah. I mean, I guess I'd rather deal with an alligator than a bear. Like, a grizzly. But... I don't know. That's also bad. Either way, if I can't see it coming because of how dark it is, but if you're up there inside of like a lake in Tennessee, most people are like they're like this is a swimming pool for them. Like those people call like sand by a fucking lake a beach. You know what I'm saying? Like we're going yeah. to the beaches. Like there's bitch, you're not by a coast. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's a six hour drive. What do you, What do you mean? We're going to the beach house. You're in fucking Tennessee. Explain this shit to me. You know what I mean? I could not see the bottom of it, so I didn't get close because I'm like, yo, what's in there? Because deep down, bro, he it's right, man. And on that bear alligator thing, I would only take the alligator because I'm from Florida and I know what alligators do. That's what I'm saying. It's just it's we're more used to dealing with it. I can zigzag the fuck out of the way of an alligator. You know what I'm saying? But I yeah. can't zigzag the fuck out of the way of a bear. And everybody, they're so contradictory. Some of them are like, it depends on the bear. Like, I don't have the time to think about that shit in front of a bear. How do like, I do oh, with bears do on the regular? Do I cry? Like, yeah. Do I do I act bigger than it? Like, do I do I crouch down and shit my pants? Like, what do I what do I do right now? Although, if you really think about it, shitting your pants is probably the best way to get a bear to leave you the fuck alone. Nobody wants to eat shit. Yeah, I mean that is true. 
Like, it's like a skunk spray. Like, honestly, diarrhea is your best bet to being like a get away from me bear. You take a shit, you, you pull off your whole entire Yo, trou- had, trousers. No, dude. Dude, dude, and I would, I would throw it at the bear. Inside the thing of it, yeah, just go full on like barbarian berserker. Just start stripping off your clothes and screaming at it, throwing shit at it. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Get away from a bear. And then I'll like, just start running. I'm sorry. That's my instinct. Fair enough. I don't think the, the other animal I'm the most afraid of, I, mean, I don't think they're in Tennessee, but are fucking moose. Bro, my mom went to Alaska, and the only bit of advice I could tell her, I was like, if you see a moose, go the other way. Like, I promise you, you don't want to fuck with a moose. You don't win against a moose. Okay, so I've never seen a moose, but aren't they, like, fucking huge? They're enormous. And they don't give a shit. Like, they're used to barreling through things. So if, like, it, it doesn't... If it perceives you even as the smallest threat whatsoever, it's just going to try to trample you. It doesn't It doesn't need, like, a reason to. You're in its space. And so, <laughs> like, that's it. If you see a male bull moose, and they're territorial as fuck... Because, like, that's where they find their, their mules. It's like, or, uh, whatever, they're the females. Like, so they, they're all very territorial and whatnot. So you get into their territory, they're like, what the fuck are you doing here? They, it's scary shit, dude. Look up videos of moose trying to trample people. And, like, you, it'll make you jump on the camera screen just watching those fuckers, like, trample at you. You're like, Dah! I don't even fuck around like horses. Man. You don't have to worry about their antlers, bro. They will box you. Like, they will straight up with those giant fucking hooves that go on top, like, those rocky mountains, you know what I'm saying? Like, up and down, and just claw the fuck at you. Like, it's crazy. Dude, that's scary, man. It's terrifying. I don't even fuck around with horses, man. Mm -mm. I was always taught you don't want to be behind a horse. Dude, horses are... Alright, so, like, my sister fell off a horse once when we were way younger, and uh, ever since then, I really don't fuck around with horses. I was like... Well, see, I'm, like, almost 6'3". So some horses, I don't care because they're like, there's literally been a horse where I fell off of a horse, but by the time my leg kind of slipped off, you know what I mean? Across the other side of the saddle, I was so close to the ground that it was just kind of like taking a dive off of like, it wasn't a big deal. I was on a different horse where if I had fallen off that horse, that would have been a much bigger fucking deal. That horse was huge, bro. It was a big white fucking horse. I could automatically tell the difference. And I was like, this horse don't give a fuck about me, bro. It's just, <laughs> I better be nice. I better be nice. I was talking nice to that horse. Like, when it's an animal and stuff and you realize it, like it's responsible for your life, at that point in time, I'm just like, I have the, just, I get respect and I start talking to it like I've known him for years type deal. Like, bro, we've, we're going to get through this. Just you and me, <laughs> us against the fucking world, bro. I'll become like the life coach of this horse <laughs> for the entire time. It's never had a bigger fucking cheering section than me. Like, just know that I love you. Like, my life is in your hands or your hooves or your back. Dude, like, that's why I you. want a really big dog. <laughs> Dude, like, my favorite. Like, I want an Irish wolfhound. Dude, Tibetan Mastiff. Tibetan Mastiff. I know Mastiffs are generally big. Dude, Tibetan Mastiff. It can get as big as a human. Like just the dog itself. Those the giant fluffy dogs. That they yeah, like up but then their the fur. Yeah, their fur. You can you can. So like, say like they like they're huge, big fucking giant fluffy mm-hmm, dogs. See them mm-hmm. So an Irish wolfhound is uh, they get their name because uh, well it's a legend type deal. It's the first legend I heard. Then I've heard like several, but this is the one that I always remember from the very first was there, there was this Irish lord and uh, he went off hunting and when he came back, it looked like the dog had murdered his family it was just you know bites everywhere just and so right away the the dude uh killed 
the dog out of anger and just was like, what the hell? Like ultimately felt betrayed because this was like their best friend and stuff. It wasn't until a little bit later on that they went around somewhere on the property and found all the bodies of the dead wolves. It was uh, the the wolves tore the family apart. But when the wolf found found that, he slaughtered the entire pack of wolves. Um, it was all bloody afterwards. And so the whole story yeah. so they become the Irish wolfhound. And so there's old stories where this dog used to be able to run up next to like full-on wolves and just be able to snap their neck full stride. The, the, the head, I'm not like... Is at least a foot and a half, almost two foot long, like the maw. Like, just the mouth part itself is about a foot long. They're the tallest dog in the world. Like, they're over six feet tall if they're the biggest. Like, the, if the dog wanted, like, it puts its paws on your shoulders and looks over your head. That's how big that dog is. <laughs> so, that's why we're talking about big dogs. Like, you get the big fluffy dog, but I want this one. And it's known because of it just being a gentle giant. A hundred percent, like it's the best family dog, but also it, it knows how big it is. So it's like when there's that little, like one of those fucking like 120 pound dogs in a 40 pound body. Like I've, I've, like I had a part Irish wolfhound. It was a gentlest, even when this dog was biting the fuck out of my dog, it just knew how big it was. So, and he knew how big his head was. So this dog would like, this little dog would yip at like after its face and it would just knock it aside with its giant head. Just be like, nope. Uh, and you see the little dog just go rolling aside type deal. It's like, nope. And all this dog had to do was open its mouth and close it one time, and this little dog would have been dead. Yeah. But it was like, no, I'll just play with you, even though you want to bite my head off. Mm, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I know that. Because, like, dude, people breed dogs. They, for some reason, they like uh, they like big breeds, like, pocket size. <laughs> oh, like the mini doberman pinchers yeah dude like the mini dobermans like dude the pocket pit game and like dude the like the, the real pocket pit game that's insane man i see pocket pit i've never actually okay so i have a dog right now luna she she's a she's a tri pit bull and she's technically a pocket pit but she isn't because she's so big like pit bulls tend to have enough problems being purebreds as it is like that's that's what I'm saying. Luna came out. Keep trying to further breed them. Dude, I've had a couple of friends that have those blue nose pit, and they're so beautiful. But like both of them found out that if you give them table food, they get these nasty scabs all over their body. So these beautiful like show looking blue nose pit, and it takes a while to figure it out because you're not sure what it is. And so most of the time they figured it out that it was like just any type of table food that wasn't like a specific food that was set for them. Which just make them break out and these horrible looking sores like psoriasis all over them. I mean, we feed Luna some really good food. And what, dude, what's great for dogs is like sweet potatoes, apples, um, some blueberries, but not too many. No. Not too many. Like, Never surprisingly, about that. I always liked, I always thought dogs like blueberries. <laughs> but I, nah, that's not that, it's not the best for them. Carrots are super good. I grew up old school with like a, my dad was born in 1937, so it was like, dogs only ate meat from the table. Like, that's it. Like, if you, he would laugh at you if you tried to give it anything else besides like a piece of meat or like bread type deal. But if you had butter on the bread, he'd be like, that dog's fucking like the butter on that bread. Like, it's too sophisticated for the fucking dog. I mean, I get you. We feed, we feed her salmon and eggs with a little bit of coconut oil, some fish oil in there for a coat. It's, it's actually, I could say that it's proven, like, when you do give some, like, you, so my best friend, I've known him since I was six years old, had these, he got these uh, Siamese cats, and 
after he left the house, you know, with his fiance, got married, everything like that, the cat stayed with his parents. And they go to Publix and they get fucking rotisserie chicken for these fucking cats. These are the biggest fucking cats. Like, not just fat, like, they are enormous cats. Like, for a Siamese cat, like, I've had, like, Siamese cat, you don't think giant cat, right? No, I'm thinking, like, 12 to, like, maybe, maybe, like, 16 inches. These are 20-something pound cats. And they're, like, they're not even, like, fat. They're just enormous. Like, they're muscular. Like, they have, like, the stretchy, like, Siamese kind of, like, skin and stuff. But they're not, like, big, round cats. Like, you would think, like, a 20-plus pound cat would be, like, a big, round, fucking, like, thumb-looking cat. So, what are they, like, 24-inch? I don't... sitting? I'm talking this now, and they may have already passed. Because he's had them... He had had them for a long time. Like, he's been married for years now and out of the house. So, I'm just... Hopefully, they're still alive. But that was... the. I I still kind of give them shit and their parents stuff to this day. Because these dogs eat better than most people do. To be honest, like they literally go and buy all this, like exactly what they would eat as far as meat wise. They give it to the dogs and to the cats and stuff. So <laughs> I can understand seeing those because they're healthy. It wasn't like they were fat. They didn't have any like problems, like hip problems, as far as I know. Again, I'm talking out of my ass, and it's been a long time since I've seen those cats since like his bachelor party. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, man. Dude, the breeding creates health problems too, like breathing and like. The Florida heat. That's why they always tell you you don't want to get dogs from puppy mills. Because it's, I think they kind of royal family then. Yeah. It didn't work out very well for the royal families. Yeah, man. Like marrying your cousins and breeding with your cousins, and especially first cousins and stuff, creates like giant foreheads and fucking, you know, dots don't exactly yeah. uh, connect inside people's heads eventually. So. inbreeding we're inbreeding and it's crazy what they're spending for it's crazy what people spend money on oh yeah like i've seen some wild things like the whole dude they, they spent a lot of money on these show dogs oh and then the amount of money people waste in casinos too fair i've never gone to a casino with my own money it then, works out better that way yeah yeah no that's the best way to go to a casino but it's not like i've ever been to a casino and lost other people's money it's just a weird way that it's happened that any time I've been to a casino, somebody's been like, okay, let's go to the casino. Like my brother-in-law was like, here's a hundred bucks. Uh, it was my, for my birthday. Cause I was like, I don't have any money. It was like, I don't want to go to the casino type deal. Like, I don't want, he's like, no problem. Like takes me, gives me a hundred dollars, cash my chips. Well, the crazy part about that story was within like an hour, I had already paid back his chips and I already was rolling like deep in mine. Yeah. But like, I had probably made like three grand throughout the night. After all of that, playing poker, three-card draw. The luckiest night I've ever had in my entire fucking life. I'm telling you, three times in a row, I pulled three three of a kind. At a table with only, like, two or three other people. Like, there was just... And at the rates, like, I was just playing small blind, like, little, like, just playing the smallest thing, but I was... (laughs) It was dumb. Like, I won, like, six to eight hundred dollars in, like, three different hands. Then I went and played blackjack. And fucking... I mean... I had like three grand, but I ended up walking out with like like fourteen hundred at that point in time. It was a crazy ass story though, because my brother in law, who gave me the hundred dollars to start off with, went was playing. He he went off in his own direction. By the time he came back, he had lost like a thousand bucks. Like I told you, I had like fourteen hundred. So my brother in law, whose person brought me out, did all this stuff. He's got four girls. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have any kids. I just turned eighteen. 
So I was like, you know, brother, like, and I don't even know if he heard me. I was jingling up because I had cashed in my chip shit. I just did my pockets were just full. Like I had cargo shorts on the cargo pockets were full of <laughs> chips and shit. You know what I mean? Like I was just <laughs> walking up to him and I was like, you know what, brother, it's okay. And I just pulled all these chips out on top of the table and I was like, here you go, man. And so play a little bit. I think I walked out with like 200 bucks. He ended up breaking just about even Dude, after everything. Uh, yeah. So it was a good night. Yeah. So that's why I was like, it, after that, it was like, I should never go to the casino with my own money. The other time I was Ubering, right? And so I picked this dude up and he's like, yeah, obviously I can tell he's going to the casino over to the Hard Rock. And I kind of tell him the story I just told you. And he's like, all right, well, here, I got something for you. I can give you a $50 tip or you can come into the casino with me and you can play the $50. It's up to you. What it is, I'm going to give you the $50 tip, whatever it is. Like, But at first he played it out like, let's go to the casino. And then it was kind of like, yeah, whatever. You just kind of... Well, in my head, I'm like, dummy. Like, I'd be, I have $50 I could go spend right now. I could tap out with 20 and under an hour and still have a $20 tip from this ride. Because I'm still making the money from the ride. Even in an hour, as an Uber, you're you're lucky to make like 20 bucks an hour. Yeah, that's a lot of rides and stuff. So if I just went for an hour and made that 20 bucks, that's a lot more money than I would have made. So like reasoning in my head, it didn't make any sense for me not to go to the fucking casino and play. Dude, honestly, you're at the casino and this guy's like, yo, come to the casino. I'd be well, like, I, no, I was taking him to the casino. I was yeah, his Uber driver yeah, to the I'm casino. Saying. So it was like, do I just go park and get out? Of course I did. Walked in. I like I was up like 150 bucks, kept playing and playing. And then when I got down to 70, I was like, all right, I better like... I better like stop like it's not 50 and it's more it's more than 50 and it's not below 50 whenever I call like the wife and be like hey this is what happened but I made like I could say I had 70 bucks that's a lot better and I only literally stayed for an hour so at an hour I made that much just playing I had a good blast walked out couldn't find my fucking car you know they have like four parking lots in that motherfucker oh yeah I didn't know that oh yeah I thought I had no idea never been there before in my entire life parked the next thing you know I had no idea where my fucking car was so I spent like another probably 25, 30 minutes going to each parking lot, hoping that I would see some sort of semblance hitting the button on the car, hoping it would squawk at me or something. <laughs> so this is the only two times I've been to the casino. So- yeah. I haven't lost too much of the casino personally. I've only lost like, right now it's like 200 bucks. But I won 1200 one time. I hit a jackpot. Not even paying attention on the fucking one of the slots. Can't even find that machine anymore. I went the next week. I was like, where's that machine? Couldn't find it, man. I swear they, they switched it up on purpose. Because I'm just like, oh, man, it would really pay off to like hit the lottery or like win a huge jackpot or fucking... like, Dude, online betting is a huge thing too, man. And like, you can literally bet on an automated system of a rocket ship just going higher and higher. A multiplier rocket ship. And it just blows up at a certain point. It could blow up at like 0.98 or like 7.85 or like 23.7. It goes relatively quick. So it's supposed to be like at random? Yeah, it's at random, man. And like you can just bet all you want in Bitcoin. And then... Where is this at? At the casino? Nah, man. You you have to to, like literally go to VPNs and shit. It's like some weird dark web shit. Yeah, yeah. It's not legal in the United States. We haven't gotten to conspiracy theories yet, Adam. (laughs) You just fucking... Just tore everybody's face off. Talk about rocket ships launching off and you're making bets on when they explode. online, bro. You gotta buy Bitcoin. You gotta go through like different countries. And it just it uh it's a multiplayer Talk every about second. Three card poker. Now you're fucking going off of this. Bro, stadium. I'm sorry, you got me on it, man. It's insane, bro. I've seen, uh, I've literally seen it, and people have won like twenty grand off of just like 
being ballsy enough to like not cash out because you can just cash out instantly along the ride and you can also like auto set it to cash out 1.5 like 2.5 they've set up the program to catch that shit they're like oh if you're just betting low numbers we'll just crash in the beginning now so it's truly like spontaneous and like to keep it fair and everything and, as far uh, as you know, if you're going through so many VPNs, you don't know what the hell. Oh on. yeah, man, and it's crazy because you're not even playing. You're not even playing against other people while you're betting or anything. It's all against the machine, so it's all it's all against the house, you know. So like, I don't know, but I've I've seen people like literally win thousands. Yeah, with cryptocurrency, that's a whole other. I still to this day, like I bought a hundred dollars worth of Ethereum, and then at some point in time, that shit was worth like four hundred dollars. That shit's only worth like that much money. For like a day and then it drops again like fast so like right now i think it's worth like 120 bucks as soon as i bought it i lost three dollars when did ethereum. you buy it because if you bought it your ethereum in like 2019 2018 oh no dude i bought this shit back in like 2015 or 2016 2017 dude 2018 it was like cents <laughs> it was like cents for your theory one of the ethereums because there's like two or three just the original like original? Ethereum, that's what it's called, Ethereum. I, there's a couple other, like, just like Bitcoin has, like, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but what it's I'm just about. straight Ethereum. Yeah, I know one of them was cents on the dollar, and my boy bought, like, a shit ton, like, $100 oh, worth of that shit. You, yeah. And, like, right now it's, like, 217 And I'm like, damn, that nigga, damn, like, fuck. No, no fair. Yeah, that's what I was hoping would happen. Whenever I bought Ethereum, I thought it was, like, ground level enough, but it, it's like I'm telling you, the, the most that it's ever, I've seen. I think it did go up and skyrocket at one point in time, like Bitcoin did. But I mean, skyrocket being like it was worth like a grand, close to a grand for like a, just a second. And I, I totally missed that opportunity. I should have fucking cashed out right then and there. But I was like, it's going up. <laughs> like, let's see where it goes, man. Because right then and like Bitcoin, it popped up to like 15 grand. So you're like, well, let's see. Because it was like third in line, fourth in line. No. So I just have it sitting there. Like one of these days I'll be super poor and I'll have to like take it out or something. Yeah, I've been tempted to like. Oh, I was like, oh, I got no money. There's forty bucks there. Like it's been down bad to where like my hundred bucks was like worth forty. But like, let's see right now. Let's see where my Ethereum's at on my coin purse, dude. I'm I'm the classic twenty twenty year old like twenty twenty year old fucking like investor. <laughs> I have Nintendo shares. <laughs> I have solar solar shares. I have cannabis shares. I have some some car company shares, and like some, ah, dude. You know what? You know what I, at the beginning of COVID, you know what shares I wanted to buy. I was looking online for them everywhere. Were you doing Robinhood? Nah, dude. Webull, Robinhood, and then there's a there's hundred thirty bucks. That's what my Ethereum's worth right now. Yeah, but I bought a hundred, so it's like thirty bucks right now, and I've had it for like four years. It's all about the long game. It, well, eventually it will be. Yeah. That's why, like, when it spikes up, hopefully I'll be able to buy out. I still have no idea how to cash it out, though. Like, that's I'm that kind of a millennial where I know to half-ass everything. I can get it to work <laughs> slightly, but yeah. I like I don't know exactly know exactly. I, I have no idea exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I can fake it till I make it. Like, I remember having to use computers that ran off a of DOS. What is DOS? Oh man, like, is that an acronym for something? Uh, yeah, I think it is. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was for, but all right, all right, you cool. used to have to run uh, like, uh, say, you put a CD-ROM or even a floppy disk into a computer. Back in the day, it didn't just run it for you. 
Never use a floppy disk. Never use a CD ROM. So you'd have to actually go into a prompt inside this DOS thing, and you'd have to put in like uh, the drive that you were using. So if like you put it in like whatever drive you had for your your floppy disk, normally it was like A or something like that. You'd have to type in A and a colon like another thing, and then like run or set up, and then that would make that drive run what was on the disk. And then you'd have to put in some other prompts in order to get it to run exactly like you could figure out. You have to put on like DIR, bring up a directory of all the different commands you can make the particular like floppy disk do for you. It Yes, that was my computer class, which then was advanced, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like this, people didn't have computers in their houses at this point in time. They were all desktops. Like, All right, see, my computer class was Office Word, Excel, PowerPoint. <laughs> Like Photoshop. <laughs> That's like what I got into high school. That's what our computer classes started to be more like using Microsoft Word, teaching us PowerPoint. Yeah. It was new. PowerPoint, this was the first PowerPoint that came out. So that's why they had to teach it to you. Oh, man. I got like 2007 PowerPoint. <laughs> oh, I would have graduated 2005 from high school. So I don't know. I don't think we ever talked about our age difference. I'm 33. I'll be 34 next month. I'm 22. Yeah, so about uh, a decade. Yeah. (laughs) What do they say? Like 83, 84 is being millennials. So I'm 86. Growing up in the 90s type deal, especially with my memory. Like that's where I remember growing up is in the 90s. So most of my music taste, all that stuff comes from the 90s. I thought the millennials were 2000 and up. No. What is Gen Z? Gen Z or like the, uh, I don't know. Let's look it up. You got your phone on you. You got your AI yeah, yeah. device. Let's see. What are the generations? Listening guess? this whole time. Like, generation class. See, so yeah, like I know the the greatest generation, like World War Two and those guys. My dad was part of a generation called the Lucky Few, because he was part of still like a military culture um, that was happening, but he got in right after Korea and uh, just before Vietnam. He got out already done his time. Was working as a police officer before it ever happened. All right, so millennials is 1980, 1994. 1980 to 94. Yeah, Gen Z is 1995 to 2012. Gen Alpha okay. is 2013 to you know, and I was watching it in the 90s for the first time. People were like, oh, man, seriously, it's going to happen. I still have to tie my own sh- fucking shoes. You know what I'm saying? I know, man. The The my whole clothes. hoverboard was such a... I hate that they call, called it a hoverboard, bro. When someone's like, oh, man, dude, hoverboard's coming out. I'm like, oh, what? Did you ever try and to get then a- it had two wheels, and I'm like, oh. I'm sure it was a lot easier for you to get on that. I tried one of those fucking things. It dated me. Dude instantly dated me i realized that i am not of this new generation of quote-unquote hoverboards doing air quotes at that point nope i could not get it right even standing on something to try to get it i realized i need to have something to put my arms on like i need my rest of my body needs to be braced <laughs> like i'm six three you know what i'm saying like yeah. i have a lot of me that i have to use my ankles to hold on to on that motherfucker you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's literally all like 250 pounds of me and my ankles are doing all the fucking work it's not gonna work it's not gonna happen i've run into a lot of walls i tried it like three times and i'm like walls. i'm enough to get to like 
straight lines. Like I can do straight lines, but after that, I hop off. I don't know how to stop. And my nephew jumped on that motherfucker. He was like eight. He just jumped on it. I was like, he just popped off. I'd much rather a skateboard. Anyways, we got way off from the lake. You guys were talking. Went down to like a river. Oh man, we're still on the, the we never vacation got past road, dude. We, damn. we just kept going. All right, so we're at the lake. Me and Ryan are chilling. Um, we <laughs> hiked down after saying hi to the parents and everything. And uh, at this point, I guess they weren't going to tell them. I didn't know. I'm kind of the new kid, new kid there. Everyone knows the parents but me. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so I'm kind of the new kid there. I go, we, we hike down, and then we forget to fucking ask. <laughs> it's back up in the guest room. So <laughs> me, and, me and Ryan literally sneak around like an extra mile through the fucking forest just to run, run across, grab it, hike back down. And it's like a mountain, and I'm, I'm like, I've gone to like Medard Park. I've hiked hills, like as much as Florida can offer to me. I've hiked it. Yeah, but now you're above fucking sea level. Yeah, but like we're going up and down mountains. It's cold as shit. Feels good. Yeah. Like, it's like hiking where you put on pants, and I'm from Florida, and when you go hiking, you don't put on pants. <laughs> you put on longer socks. <laughs> I guess it depends where you're hiking. Bro. You haven't been out to the swamps. Oh, those are galoshes. <laughs> Put on my knee hot galoshes. But, uh, bro, me and Ryan hide back down. And then we get back down to, uh, fucking Shy and, um, Can Dance. And we're like, yeah, let's take some fucking acid. So we all take acid and then. Chai just... and Can Dance? Yeah, yeah. These it, people's names? Yeah, it's, it's their names. Okay. Uh, Chai yeah. and Can Dance. Shy, well, Can Dance Shy. for Can Dance. Okay. But I call it Can Dance. Okay. I, I really enjoy calling her can dance. Fair enough. <laughs> but, um, bro, they're like, all right, we're going to head back up and uh, go eat. Because their parents are making, like, stew and everything. And then we're like, what? We just took acid and walked right back up from there. What? And uh, they're like, yeah, we'll see you later. So they go back up. So they didn't drop acid. Oh, no, they dropped acid. But they went to go back and eat? Yeah, and they went to go back to eat. So, like, right. I was like, what the fuck? So, like, me and Ryan were chilling, drinking uh, some whiskey, uh, smoking some weed, uh, listening to music, and talking about How teenage... many hits of acid did you take? Oh, we just took one tap each okay. right then. And then, um, bro, we were talking about fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm like, bro, it's going to be badass. Well, is there a new one coming out? No, man. Just there's just tattoos for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, bro. Come on. Just getting a tattoo of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like four of them in four different parts of your body and four different art artwork, like art designs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have like a very close place in my heart. Like they they had so many really badass '90s cartoons that had a lot of these things. You know, Harley Quinn. Everybody like loves Harley Quinn. Yeah. Never existed until the '90s cartoon. Hundred percent. The '90s cartoon happened. They gave Mr. J a Harley Quinn, and that's our beloved Harley Quinn came from the I '90s cartoon. She was in the comics. No? She is now. She's in the like, suicide. Not in the old comics. No, or she's she's purely from no. Dude, no, no, that's no. crazy. Never they assimilated her so effortlessly. Mm-hmm. So effortlessly. All right. So me and Ryan talking about tattoos and everything. Candance comes down the mountain. Um, we chill more. Yeah, I'm. I'm good on the the joint. And uh, we chill some. For some more, we're just looking up at the stars, and dude, the stars are fucking beautiful up there, man. You're so close to them. You're so close to them, and like, it is just, it is just breathtaking. We head back up, and, um, we're all, we're all driven pretty hard, bro, and, um, 
Ryan's driven pretty hard, and he's kind of our guide guide out there. <laughs> so <laughs> that's not good. So we gave Candace the flashlight. She, you know, we gave Candace the flashlight. She she got the walking stick, and I was like, "All right, fucking do it." And uh, bro, we just like every step in pitch black darkness was like a fucking guess, and it was so funny. I couldn't stop fucking laughing. Oh, that's well. And, at least you were uh, laughing. <laughs> we get up to the fucking the hill on uh, up the the pebble driveway, like that 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 gravel path, mm. and um, we just see the whole place lit up. And I have a picture of like before you can even see the place, you just see a huge light above a hill, right after you come out of the woods, and. Um, Dude, the way they have this lit up, it looks like a fucking alien ship. Because oh, right. there, it's like got a tower and everything. It's literally pointed, and it's just it's it's fucking beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. We literally had to stop and like chill for a second because we were like, oh fuck. <laughs> we fucking get there. Ryan tells his parents, and then um, <laughs> we're fucking eating stew, <laughs> and. Acid really doesn't want you to eat. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're like, let's go yeah, back to the house and eat. Really now that we doesn't want you to eat. So, like, dude, I was trying my fucking darndest to make sure the spoon made made contact with the inside of my mouth. <laughs> and uh, his dad is making a bunch of fucking jokes. And he's like, yeah, so you guys didn't tell anybody you came up to my mountain, right? Uh, There's a bunch of dark jokes. I couldn't help but crack up the whole time. He really went all out on them. Like, is- the whole dinner. Did his dad know you guys were tripping? Yeah. Oh, that yeah, that's the thing, yeah. Earlier. Yeah, so it was fucking hilarious. It used to be my secret to tripping in crowds. It's so much fun. No, dude, the secret was, I would just say, everybody knows you're tripping. Get the fuck over it and go have some fun. And I would just do it. And people, and like, somebody would be like, you know, you look like you're fucking crazy. I'd be like, everybody knows I'm tripping. It's okay. <laughs> and, like, that's exactly, and that's how I had the confidence to just keep going in crowds when I was tripping balls, seeing some shit. And I was just, everybody's got to fucking know at this point. Like, look at me. Just own it, bro. Just go with it. And somebody's like, what's wrong with you? I'm tripping balls right now. So, I like microdosing in crowds. I'll take a look at I saw Sublime with Rome and I fucking ate five sugar cubes. I granted, I had eaten a couple to test it the night before. So five sugar cubes seems like a lot, but I had tripped the night before on like yeah. a couple of them, so it wasn't as, but it was super cool. I remember closing my eyes and I felt like I was on, a, I was by myself. I'm standing in a crowd, but it was like even the, like my skin felt like there was this cool ocean breeze washing over me as I was just listening to the music. That's fucking beautiful. Oh, it was amazing. I just kept my eyes closed. So they put acid on sugar cubes. Yeah. Oh, what is that? You never heard of this before? No, man, I've never heard. Of this sounds Jesus. amazing. Yeah, you just take sugar cubes and you put the liquid acid. You just drop it on the sugar cubes. That's it. Bob's your uncle. Fucking eat them. They dissolve in your mouth and taste like sugar. Hey, man, you might see some of that coming soon. Yeah, dude. Dude, how much <laughs> pay for that? Dude, they're cheap. They're like 10 bucks a piece. Oh. I ate 10 bucks a piece. Yeah. That's why, like, I, I ate the two before the night. I was like, yeah, they're working. But it was like two. Like, five of them probably would have been, like, a decent, like, an all right hit of acid, to be honest. It's like, uh, especially some of the newer asses I've gotten, they're like, whoosh. Fuck, dude. Dude, yeah, I know, dude. Some of those new acid is fucking insane. Have you tried gel tabs? I've had, yeah, I've had them in the past. I'm not gonna lie. I, I kind of like gel tabs, but, like, original paper, still my favorite. For, especially the paper that I've had recently, though. It's been fantastic. Here's another thing. I don't know if I ever told you this about me, but, like, I have a super strong tolerance to 
absolutely everything, right? We could sit here and drink and we could go and most likely I will be laughing at you as you fall on the ground and continue to drink. And like, it's just most drugs I can just take an ungodly amount, right? Now with acid, how long does it normally take for you to like to start tripping? For me? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I just, uh, acid is personally my favorite fucking drug in the world. Oh, it's one of my favorite drugs. Uh, acid is by far my, my, my shindig. Fair. So, uh, once I take a tab of acid, in about 15 minutes, I can already feel it. Like, I like to say it when we're all trip, like, when I'm in a group, I'm like, it's entering my bloodstream. <laughs> like, I can start to feel it, like, tingle. Fair. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So, like, For to me, me, it's like, like, actually feeling it, feeling it, like, 45 minutes. So, how you were just talking about, that's five minutes. For me, like that's the that's the it's still paper on my mouth like in my mouth it's swirling around my mouth i haven't even swallowed the tab yet like it's still in my mouth it's not even loosey-goosey yet it's like all of a sudden i'm starting to go oh dude like that's going over there okay we're going down this right 15 minutes i'm at that first level that everybody's like whoa right so the last time i was tripping i took my ass with everybody else right so it was my buddy blake and the wife 15 minutes hits bro and boom I am on my first peak. Like their voices are coming from all over the place when they talk type deal. They're nowhere near where I'm at. So I'm literally tripping balls by myself with sober people. Right. And they have no idea what's going on. So that's like, you're super lonely at this point in time. So that's how I felt that I could feel it. So I just could feel myself wanting to roll up into a ball. Like my, I was getting heated because it was just like my energy was contained. I couldn't release like what was happening. Like I was just by myself and I could just feel this loop happening. And I just kind of was like, all right, just get out of it. Wait for it. Wait for it. So by the time they hit that level, I kind of moved on to the next comfort level. So they're starting to see the crazy ass fucking everything that I was just at. So I had hit another level where I was able to kind of keep them like, I mean, they, they, they were, but I was able to kind of just even help further through just be like no chill that's the way it's supposed to be like no it's It's coming this there like just wait just wait like we're not even and i spent a lot of time just being like see what i'm talking about that's where i was like 20 minutes ago and shit and oh you know what i mean like it totally like all of a sudden they realized it because it was like they were trying to be like dude they were trying to coach me right but in a weird way, it was nothing more annoying to hear their voice trying to like, I was like, you don't know what I'm going through right now. Stop telling me to chill. Like, that's not helping. I, I need to be focusing. This is in my mind right now. Like, shh. <laughs> like, if you can't see what I'm going through, you don't understand how to help me here type deals. So please, like, just let me just let me chill handle what's going on in my head. Because those two hits of really fucking strong acid just grabbed me by the face and took me into a fucking portal by myself. And right now, like, literally, it was like I was in a gyroscope of colors happening around me. And I could tell that they just hadn't, that it just hadn't entered into their atmosphere yet. Like, we weren't there yet. And it was just like, oh, I'm by myself in this gyrosphere. And I just, my energy wanted to break out and have that kind of a communication and have that fun you know, that uh, that communal thing that happens when you're all tripping and seeing, like, the same things and having that awesome, like, bonding experience. And it just wasn't... So I, that was, I was like, damn, I don't know, man. That was super intense. It was one of the most intense. Like, I've you know, DMT, you've done a lot of, like, super intense, but it was... Because I don't know. I don't know if it's my older age. It's become, I'm becoming more and more susceptible. But I know I definitely like permatrip. Like, right now, I look around the room, I see a bunch of different colors. Oh, yeah. Like, that's not 
just white like i can see a bunch of different colors like the different potentials of colors inside of it but i also know that we break down that it's white type deal i can understand our perception of it but things are constantly always blinky especially after i smoke like all of a sudden lights just start everything starts blinking and shit that must be kind of nice though it is it isn't i mean i bet <laughs> the world looks great on on beautiful sunny days and even oh, some yeah. overcast any type of day where you're just feeling it, I bet the world looks so vibrant and alive. Yeah, but also like when you're driving, like say, like I, I do a lot of driving between here and West Palm, yeah. so there's uh, 60. 60, if anybody doesn't know, is like, uh, it's a two-lane highway for most of it. And so it's got this narrow vision thing that happens for me where the clouds are up above and they're moving and doing this thing while I'm transfixed on this this road that's going in one direction. It'll trip me the fuck out. Like, bro, like the world starts moving. So it's like, driving on long trips like that like i have to constantly look away from being able to stare and like keep my, my eyes on the road in different places because if i yeah. just look at that like i'll get into a, like a trans fiction of watching all of the different things happening in my per like my peripherals yeah some crazy shit yeah same shit when i stare off into like an ocean horizon and stuff and you see the clouds moving and whatnot i'll just get mesmerized by it but i mean, never had like a flashback like people talked about back in the day there used to be like the horrible like man don't take acid bro you're gonna have a flashback i've never had like a flashback <laughs> ever and i've done more acid than i know that i could tell you you know i can't count it dude i tell people all the time who are like oh acid is too crazy i'm like all right that's fine i was like if you're not ready for acid it's not ready for you i was like the day the day you're ready for it i was like it'll be there for you <laughs> it's like on the throw once you let it once you're like yeah man i'm about it's just it's a hug it's a warm embrace it's it's hard for people that are controlling control freaks have the hardest time doing hallucinogens because it's submitting to the will of the universe in a way like you have to you have to literally realize you're not in control right now and that you just need to go with the flow because you're gonna have a shitty time trying to control the universe trying to talk to you man like, it's not always what you want to talk about. <laughs> it's, right? not, it's not always what you thought you needed to talk about. Yeah, but all yeah, of a sudden, no. this shit's going to come up and you're going to talk about it with the universe. Uh, I, I, mean, I love it for that reason, to be honest. Because, like, I feel like we are always in that position, but we just choose to ignore it with what we're doing. But, like, I feel like it really just humbles you and it's like, oh, yeah, this is where you really stand. Pretty much. I, but I had a different... A lot of people always wanted to feel like, like special, and of course, like I always had it, like you know, that whole everybody has that weird like, oh, I want to stand out in a crowd. But the thing that used to humble me the most and make me feel like I was part of something was I used to be able to like stand underneath a cloud and I'd see like the shadow of the cloud, especially if you're a fly and you see how huge the shadow of a fucking cloud is, and realize how many other people are standing underneath that crowd, and then just how many people are standing underneath that. I say crowd. You didn't say crowd. Cloud are standing underneath that cloud and are in that shadow make my problems what i'm going through insignificant right then and there and then you look up at how many fucking clouds are in the sky and you're like holy shit like my problems really probably aren't that big of a fucking deal right now right no matter who i am you know what i mean like that's so it was a it, it helped me realize that i was like a smaller piece and a bigger puzzle to realize that oh man like there's got a lot to be thankful for that's what I'm saying. It's just humbling. It's just like, oh man, dude, this is this is where I stand. And it's like, I love it. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's why I've considered myself a psychonaut for a long time. Because I stopped partying. Like, it, you, 
when you first get to know your friends, you party with your friends, right? And then you eventually you start to have more intimate talks with them. You start to have more heart to heart. And that's the way it was with psychedelics. At first, I had fun with them. You know, I had fun with my friends. I got to know them. And once I got to know my friends and we got to have more of a heart heart, and then it became more of instead of I, like it, I've had lots of different acid trips with lots of different people. But I, whenever I was like, all right, we're doing and they'd buy me the acid. And I'm like, all right, you bought me the acid. We're taking this trip. Right. And. I've had people walk out and just go off on like a walk by themselves and stare at their phones and shit. Cause I'm like, I'm not sitting around watching stupid pirate videos, bro. You like, you gave me this acid of acid for us to go on a fucking journey together. Yeah, and if we're going to watch anything, I want you to look at quantum physics and like, and listen to quantum physics tripping balls right now. Because for some reason that shit starts to make sense to you. Like it never has before. If you're tripping balls and you start looking at how the double slit experiment works, all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, I'm creating reality right now. It, it clicks in a different way that it's i've always looked at acid like throughout all of time we've created tools right so when we used to dig holes we first used our hands i mean who knows at first we probably just kicked it with our foot and hoped it got it got bigger eventually right to dig a hole you know and then we used our hands and then we started using a stick and then we saw like a flatter kind of stick and then eventually shovels little spade and then it got bigger to big shovel well now we've got fucking bulldozers dude we got these giant fucking caterpillar things that'll come with a giant fucking scoop and dig you a fucking grave in 10 minutes you know six feet down six feet like everything you need to do in 10 minutes so the way that i look at acid is that for years people have been trying to get where acid takes you through meditation through constant struggle, Siddhartha did it, like, you know, eating yeah. one grain of rice a day and put himself into a crazy place of where he was hallucinating. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so he brought himself to that place, but he had to go through it. Well, that was, you know, hundreds of years ago. Now we have tools that we don't have to. He was digging with his hands and he accomplished something great digging with his hands. But now we don't have to do that anymore. We have bulldozers. Bulldozers is taking a hit of acid, and now you're digging that hole way faster than having to sit in a cave and eat a fucking piece of rice every single day and put yourself through that kind of hell. It's Dude, not necessary. That is such an amazing way of looking at that. And to be honest, I personally, next time I do acid, I'm going to watch some fucking physics. <laughs> do it. It'll change... Your perception, because when you look at it, you're looking at it, you're like, man, I don't know if I understand this math or not. And a lot of times when they start thinking about the concepts, like th the things that you're, because your synapsism is firing and shit. Like all of a sudden it'll fire into the right direction. You're looking at it going like, I never, th it'll blow your fucking mind. You'll be saying, and the craziest thing was, uh, it, it was a schizophrenic um, friend of mine. Well, he now, he's, uh. I don't think it was the acid. He always used to talk about how he was like one day he wasn't going to be here, right? He was just going to disappear. We all saw because he used to travel with the families and stuff out there, the hippie families and shit, and go to different gatherings and whatnot. So we just thought one day he was going to disappear and never come back. No, man. Like one time he came back, he just wasn't there anymore. Just wasn't there. Didn't recognize us. Didn't have a conversation like he understood us. We all kind of took like care of his shell of what was him. He stopped taking showers and shit. Like it was, it was crazy. Just one day he left. He used to say he would all the time. And he was a dude that like talked to a lot of us and got us into understanding what psychedelics were and seeing like the other, like how it can be like a, a Stargate really, like DMT, everything along those lines kind of got us like kept pushing us into that direction. And now, now from what I hear, all of a sudden he's making fucking straight A's and he's in college. But 
a year ago, if you'd seen him walking down the street, he would probably have straggly hair and no shoes on, probably drinking a monster with a sweater with no shirt on and like some illegal pants that are just baggy, smelling like a bum. So modern day Chris McCandless. I, I don't even know who that is. They can teach me something. Chris who? Oh, Chris McCandless was this dude because uh, you got me thinking with all the Sid Arthur and like. Oh, I got you. All right, Chris McCandless was this dude who um, who was really smart in school. Um, he basically instead of going to college, he just did a huge road trip and just traveled, sold everything, and then eventually made it to Alaska and uh, lived up there and died up there. But it was all about he he was such a. a it's like such a. Oh, is that the end of the wild? Yeah, into the wild. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Everyone reads okay. that shit, but like, dude, like, I didn't read it. I saw the movie. But bro, it's it, like it was notes. all good. Fuck you. It was all Dragon good, Dragon Ball Z cliff notes give me shit for end of the wild watching a movie. <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> got you there. <laughs> yeah, man, you got me. Uh, he, uh, great friend. Like, uh, but that's. That's the guy that, that's what's funny is to think about like where he went. And so, uh, some lessons that he always taught me that I still bring to any session that I have, like that if we were ever to like trip out acid, like it would just be like, everybody always wants to go outside. And I'm always like, like, that's fine. We go outside and everybody starts giggling and laughing and saying crazy shit. And my lesson is always like, realize to everybody around you, you sound like a fucking crazy person right now. Like to us, we know what's going on, but to everybody else, you sound fucking insane. So you have to keep that in mind. When you're tripping around people, guys. So yeah. if my neighbors are out, you can't be out here talking some weird, crazy shit. We just can't, like... So I always keep that in mind when I'm around people that aren't tripping, especially. It's kind of like a coach method that always happens. And most of the time, people are like, come on, man. Are you serious? Like, dude, just please listen to me and get the fuck back inside. Like, we don't need to be out here to do this. Like, Indeed. we'll go look at the sky. Cool. Everything. Like, if you're out in Tennessee like that, that's a different fucking story. Yeah. Going. If the parents know, like, everybody's cool with you tripping balls, dude. That is the ideal fucking, that's ideal set to do that. You have no worries about having to hide it at all. You're like, you can literally just go be free. If you want to go outside and walk around in the fucking mountains, just don't get eaten by a fucking bear. Right? No, I asked that before we tripped. I was like, so what's the apex predator out here? Bears. <laughs> just so I know. And they're like, there's not too many bears on this mountain. It's too cold for snakes. Yeah, but they're like, pumas? The, not the puma, the, the mountain cat, mountain lion. Yeah. And, um, yeah, dude, they said the mountain lion was like, there's a couple mountain lions out there and a sh- bunch of coyotes. We heard them yipping when we walked out. Oh, like, coyotes. way later, we walked to the driveway. Yeah. But, okay. um, man, what were you even saying? I lost my train of thought. Good weed. Yeah, this, this GFI is pretty good weed. This was funny. Yeah, for mentioned. Rice Krispie Treats, I've, I've already eaten a couple. I'm eating some more now. Dude, I, I put... Dude, the chocolate ones are way stronger than the, the rainbow <laughs> ones. I still, like, I want to get one of those thousand milligram ones and just blast it. Just to, just so I know what to not do, I think. I've been I've been super stoned before. I know... <laughs> like, take it to the fucking Willy Walk and break through the ceiling limit. I just... I want to be that... Fu- I haven't been that high in a long time. Especially not without the mixture of something else. Bro, concentrates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dabs and fucking diamonds. That that will get you there. Oh, those things, those fucking. Oh yeah, we had a concentrate, but it was like seventy five bucks for this little syringe, this big. And it's supposed to be like every time you use like a rice grain, it's like a hundred milligrams. I don't think so. 
<laughs> I'm just saying, like, I'm doing enough for, like, man, like, this is way bigger than a fucking rice grain, you know what I'm saying? Like, this giant fucking glob, like, the inside of a goddamn Gushers, you know what I'm saying? Lob that motherfucker back there, and it was like, I'd have the munchies for a while. And I'm like, I remember getting the tinglies, you know, like, that's where I'm going. I want my fucking spine to feel all tingly, and my hands, and I'll be like, ooh, that's where I want to get with edibles eventually. Like, I don't mind the munchies. I'll get, like, chill and a little high, a little giggly and stuff. But that's the whole thing about being a psycho knot, though. When you find the cool drugs you can fuck with, you'll, you'll take them to the fucking, the, to the next level. Because why not? Like, it's not going to kill you. Dude, next, coming next is Jolly Ranchers and Weathers Originals. Oh, yeah? yeah. Weathers Originals? Yeah. Fair. How do, how do you, so do you have one of those butter making machines? No. Oh, and the whole problem with the butter making machines is unless you're willing to, to buy a large industrial one, you have to have like six to like ten of those to output just an old fashioned traditional butter making method. Just because they don't sell them with a lot of like capacity. Yeah, like, you know, normally they look like they're smaller than a fucking crock pot. Yeah, like you can you can on most most of them are just made for personal. And there are some really nice personal ones out there where you can do a lot of stuff for yourself. For like two, three hundred bucks, you'll get all the cookbooks, everything with it, um, besides ingredients, you know. And then um, even the ones that they sell, like, just like quick, it, it still only holds only like one stick of butter to like maybe like four. That's one of the things that's discouraged me about using small amounts to try to make butter or make something that's edible just because of how long it takes. Yeah, dude, that's that's the thing about making the butter, man. Whenever I do butter butter runs, you know, um, I make them as big as I can, just because I'm like, I don't want to do this for another five and a half to seven hours. That's what you know. What I'm saying like, I don't want to do this. On Who the another... fuck wants to turn uh, an eighth into butter if it takes like six to eight hours just to turn that eighth into like two tablespoons of fucking butter? You know what I mean? Dude, that's you, crazy. You lose butter in the process. It takes forever. Like, every time you make a butter on man, you're like, all right, I'm starting at 12 <laughs> at lunchtime, so I should be done. From? What? Where do you get your butter from? All right, so, like, honestly, butter, Gordon Food Service, you, just, you can just buy, like, restaurant stores, you buy that shit in bulk. Oh, fair. Yeah, to keep your cost low. That's the only way you're going to win. Because, like, when you, before I made huge batches, I would just get, like, a, like, eight to, like, 16 sticks. Yeah. And then I would do that much. But, like... It's just like at that point, I'm just like, that's not, that's only enough for like five to like, it's just not enough batches. No, fair. You know? But, uh, I don't know, man. You always start at like 12 and you're like, I'm going to get to like five, five thirty, you know, like maybe a little bit yeah. early, maybe a little bit later, like six or seven, you, like you plan for it. But like, dude, you're getting done at like 11, like 12 o'clock. Cause just like bro, it's such a like you always want to cook it for longer because you're like if I cook it for longer, the more you cook it, the better you're gonna get at it. Yeah, and then the easier it's gonna be, the less mistakes you'll make going into it. I've got the process down pretty good. It's just like it's time consuming. That's all it is. Gotcha. That's what I've always wanted to actually like to brew, like brew my own spirits. Oh my gosh, a friend taught me how to brew beer. Him and his dad, and like it's really fun. I have it's a brew, really uh, beer brewing kit out in the garage. I've been staring at it every time market. I come. Oh, really? I'm like, yo. Bro, it's like five years old. I think I have to get like new stuff for it all around. Like, I mean, I got yeah. it from a flea market to boot, so I don't know how old it was whenever <laughs> I got it from the flea market. Like, think about how old oh. shit is before it gets to the fucking flea market out in Oldsmar. Bro, it's fun to brew beer, and like, 
I don't really like beer, but after like spending that much work into the beer, because he brews like full kegs and everything, so it's like, it's a lot of like, it's like coolers of like bar mash or barley and mash and everything, and then you got like condense it twice and then run it again, and then you got to carbonate it after you let it sit and everything. So you gotta find the perfect amount of carbonation. You gotta make sure the swill is like all drained out and everything. At the end of it, after putting in all that work. Just tasting that beer. I don't even like beer. After that, I was like, man, this beer tastes great. Like, this beer tastes like... After that, I've been drinking a little bit more beer. Just because I can appreciate it more. Have you ever had Highlight? Highlight? Yeah. Oh! Are you talking... orange-flavored beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, everyone assumes I like it because I look kind of like an Indian. No, I had nothing like to do with Indian. that. Nah, dude, no. a lot of people are like, oh, man, dude, this guy wants a Highlight. And I'm like, no, man, I don't like that. I've tried it, but, like, bro, it does. It tastes weird. So, short story about Highlight. This is the only reason I always bring it up because beer, you want it as cold as possible because it helps you get through the bitters and stuff. So I yeah. always want a nice cold beer type deal. While I was helping set up my niece's wedding and shit, I'm out and my, my best friend, of course, he's in a lot of my stories, Blake shows up and uh, we're hanging out and all of a sudden he hands me a beer and it's fucking room temperature. <laughs> and this is bull- like, I'm not like I'm out in a park. It's not even like I'm in an air conditioned room. I'm out in the middle of a fucking park. It's 74 degrees. <laughs> yeah, like, no, dude, it's like 78 degrees to like 80 degrees out. It's, no, we're in Florida. It's like Jonathan Dickinson Park over there um, on the East Coast. And so he hands me this beer, and I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I could stomach down a warm beer on a fucking warm day out of the park type deal. It's like, like no. asking for trouble, man. Try it. I'm telling you, I cracked open that highlight. I finished that whole beer just sipping it and having it. It's the only beer I've ever been able to just pull it out of the car, room temperature, almost warm, and still be able to drink it. So, had nothing to do with what you might look like. I, I don't see colors. Colorblind kid. Oh, yo. Have you seen all those new, uh, have you seen all the all the people getting, like, colorblind glasses where, like, people... No, dude, them? I was just quoting an old 90s fucking commercial. It used to be... Well, I mean, it made me think of it, bro. They, they make well, colorblind glasses now, bro. That's people, funny. Like, you no, can dude. see colors... It I'm was just it was about badass. this popsicle. It was a popsicle, right? And the popsicle was multicolors, right? And so this this dude would be freaking out, and he's like, "The colors, Duke, the colors!" And he's looking at his dog, right? And the dog would look up at him, and it would be this very deep voice. It was a little like small terrier or something. And you just look at him, and be like, "I'm colorblind, kid." Just like you're so happy about this, and the dog was just like Eeyore. I don't know why you're so excited about this. Like, the colors, Duke, the colors, like. So they have glasses that make it to where you're colorblind? No, no. People you know, it's a disability. Are, people who are colorblind, <laughs> yeah. they've made glasses oh! to oh, see yeah, dude, color. Those to make me cry, bro. Right, dude? It's amazing, though. It's like, dude, yeah. I can't even imagine that if everything was just grayscale for, like, since I was born. And now I'm just like, oh, fuck. What is all? I've heard, I've heard the words purple and red and orange, but I've never been able to link it to a sensation. Yeah. No, I agree with you. It's pretty crazy. I've seen a lot of those videos. I've seen a lot, and then I got to back up because I'm one of those like um, empathic, or maybe just emotional fuck. But like when I watch all of the, I always say it's the music. I guess that's my big blame thing for it. I'm like, goddamn music, man! It's always make it's just it's touching, gets me in the artist yeah. type deal. But generally, they have, like you watch those soldiers come home from like, and they surprise their kids, bawling like a bitch every fucking time. Dude, it's, a, it's an intense moment. 
why i love music so much because it's like the one form of art that truly carries such emotion and you can just you capture a glimpse of what that artist was trying to relate to you and how he was feeling Mm -hmm. or like you know it's just like it's amazing it's true what i was getting as i normally that's my excuse but i'm normally just being a bitch and crying about how touching whatever's happening but there are certain times in certain movies or something like a hallmark movie that the music starts setting in and then i can feel my emotion rising and i'm like these motherfuckers tricked me into having like just from the music like i i can call this movie it's not what just happened there it literally was like the music welling up and everything along the lines like motherfuckers trick me in the feels oh yeah. gobby oh yeah they do it man man i haven't seen hallmarks <laughs> since i've been at my grandmother's house it's That's... hallmark and ion oh no right now it's it's hallmark just for her and it's like christmas time and july because they do that dumb christmas and july bullshit yeah my mom used to watch them every year like clockwork no i can't I can't stand them because I can literally call it. all the corny movies, they're all like, they're they're all the same, like, kind of general plot. They have, like, four or five different, like, ones that they do. I'll show up to the movie and I'll be like, so, let me know, has he fucked up yet? You know that royal fuck up thing where he realizes that he had a good thing going with this chick the entire time and now he fucked it up by being a child yet? Did he do that yet? And she's just looking at me, he's like, have you seen this one before? It's like, no, this is how they all are, what are you talking about? Every single one. Like horror movies, I can't do scary movies. Not one part of me wants to be scared as enjoyment. Like I don't, I don't find joy in it, right? So, if I'm being honest, like I go to, I'm paying money to go get an experience out of something, and the experience I'm supposed to be getting is fear. It doesn't click for me. It's just not my shit. I get it. If you love scary movies, love scary movies. Like to each their own. Not my shit. Don't. It's not. But a thriller. Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal stuff, I'll watch that all day. That's not like a horror movie to me. Dude, I agree. I feel like horror movie isn't really like what I'm about. I like suspense more. Yeah. And the only other aspect I like fear in is like adrenaline mixed with fear. Like when you're doing stupid shit. Yeah, but this, like it, I hate when they fake it with those loud noises when they turn around and they bump into something. And it's like boom, and it's like oh, it's nothing. Like they bumped into a it's like just a tree. A cat. It's yeah. in there. Like that false scare, and then the real person's over there. Yeah, in the corner, running across the screen. That's funny, dude. The, the last good thriller I saw, or like suspense, dude. Honestly, the last good suspense I saw was definitely Shutter Island. I didn't watch it when it came out. Leonardo DiCaprio. I didn't watch it at all. Dude, oh my god, dude. Dude, it was such a good... I saw the preview. such a good movie, man. I saw that preview and I was like, that's not for me. Bro, it's not even that scary. It's just like really... Sus- dude, it's a nice suspense, bro. It's a really good suspense. Like, kind of close to Thriller because it's it's Leo, bro. He brings it out, bro. It's, it's there. My you know guy. what I'm saying? I mean, does it keep you guessing the whole... I have a real problem with movies, especially that I can figure out right away. Keeps you guessing. Okay. Keeps you guessing. And it, and it's a good guess. I don't want to talk anymore about it because like, I, I want you to watch it because, dude, it was a great movie. Might have to check it out because they just fall off my radar. Yeah, but, no, I, I just watched it the other day and like, bet like really good. I, I would watch it again with you. I definitely prefer movies that'll trick me. You know what I mean? But not so much like that stupid village movie. It's just a disappointment. I don't know if the book was better. The Village, you ever see that Village? Uh, might have still been a little, I keep forgetting, there's a 10-year gap. So M. Night Shyamalan, 
Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did The Sixth Sense. Yeah, I know. And then that is... that was a great that was a great movie. And then maybe this reason you haven't heard of The Village, but it was about this. It was called The Village, and it was a huge like it was coming out. It was like one of his next movies after The Sixth Sense and stuff. It was going to be this great thing and everything. And so it was all about this village that uh, they like the elders segmented them from the rest of society and told all of like the younger people that there was this beast that kept them inside the village, so they weren't allowed outside. And they all lived in like a, like almost like Amish, you know, like a, when they, when you start the movie, it looks like you're in like an older, you know, society from like the, the, the late 1800s, early 1800s type deal, or, you know, like a frontier kind of, and they have this weird, crazy thing where this beast is going around. Later on, you find out that it was just the crazy elders decided that they didn't want to be part of society anymore and decided to trick all of them and. The beast is nothing more than them being inside a costume, trying to scare the kids when they go out too late at night into dark places. That's your twist, dude. That'd be such a bummer if I was one of those kids. I'd be like, "Are you serious?" That's what, like, towards the end of the movie, one of the kids like barrels out like over a fence or some. I don't know if it's a fence or something, but like barrels out into the middle of a road. <laughs> you know, like this is before you know what's going on type deal. But you definitely have seen like the beast. And it definitely looks like it's a wire. It's like a weird costume that they're using. Like it's a weird, looks like a weird porcupine looking shit, dude. It's, but I guess part of it is that like, if you don't know any better, like your imagination will probably fill in the holes. Yeah. That's a lot of what his stuff's about, but it was definitely no sixth sense where, Oh, he's dead the whole time. Like that's a fucking twist, man. But like, Oh you did this? Wasn't that a Twilight Zone episode or something? Dude, no. if, if you want twist, man, I recently read the Michael Crichton, Crichton? Christian novels. You're looking at me like yeah. I read stuff. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but bro, he made he he wrote Jurassic Park and okay. The Lost World before it became the movies. And like, bro, you dude, honestly, way more gorier. Such a better plot. Such a different plot. Hmm. Like, they took snippets of it, and dude, I love the movies. I'll, I'll watch them to this day after reading the books and, like, everything still. Because the way I see it is, like, it's just two universes. It's, like, the same base. It, like, it started at the same no, place. They're in and the same just universe. No. I know. Bro, I'm telling you, the books the are. Universe. Dude, the books are a different beast. Oh, well, I mean, I've read all the Harry Potter books. It's different. The books are way different than the movies. Dude. There's just a lot of differences inside of it that, like, just more detailed everything. So I get, I get that two different universes. I thought you were talking about like from Jurassic Park to Jurassic World were two different universes. I was like, no, Same man, universe, yeah, dude. Did you hear they're gonna bring back uh, oh, Doctor Grant and uh, everybody's coming back? Are you serious? Everybody, Everyone's coming back. Everybody. Oh my god. Read the list. Sam Neill's gonna be back. Fucking Goldblum's gonna be back. Fuck yeah. Everybody dude. who didn't die is gonna be back. Yo, bro, I have to tell you, are you gonna ever, ever... Or who's not dead, like the yeah. guy who played Hammond is dead. Are you gonna read the books? No, absolutely oh, not. Okay, so dude, dude, Wu died so early on. Dr. Wu died so early on oh, in right? the books. I That's did not funny. expect it at all, bro. He straight up died and I was like, what? That's funny. I felt so happy when I recognized him before everybody else when the new ones came out. I was like, that's the same fucking doctor that was in the first ones. People were like, no, are you bro, sure? 100%, like, bro. It was, it was cool. The, my son loves the dinosaurs now, so. There's actually a show called White Collar that first turned me on to like how incredibly inaccurate Jurassic Park was to depict dinosaurs the way they did. You know what their, like, their cop-out was? What? It's mixed with frog DNA, so that's why they develop feathers. Oh yeah, 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 dude. In the books, it dude. In the books, it got way more conscious. Like, dude, and 
way more uh, like a because of their but they're splicing and stuff or creating yeah dude they they actually went into like a lot of different like and like they went into like way more detail on how the dinosaurs were created and then they actually really included all the different viewpoints from different people like there's a lot more people in the books too like you see a lot more outside looking in too so it gives you a lot more detail like how the world really is reacting to fucking dinosaurs and shit and like all the different trains of thoughts and like all the different scientists and like there was literally like bioengineering companies that were that were like trying to replicate it and it had it in the book and it's like you saw what they they made and everything and dude it was it was insane i loved it did i tell you i think i just watched the the first lost world not that long ago and the scene that gave me the most anxiety because we were just talking about it not that long ago was the scene where they jump off the waterfall into the just to this water down below I already have anxiety enough jumping into water I can't see to the bottom of enough in Florida because of alligators. Bitch, you're in Jurassic fucking Park right now. Bro. Are you kidding me? What the fuck is in that water? You, To me, I, I would have been like, you know what? Let the dinosaur eat me. It's probably better than whatever the fuck is down there that's going to drown me while it eats me. Dude, alligators are already dinosaurs. Imagine prehistoric alligators. That's like, what I'm that, saying. That, dude, it would be... The biggest... Di- the thing that eats the worst badass fucking motherfucking dinosaur that they could possibly create is a sea monster. Yeah. Get out yeah, of the that, water in the Jurassic Park. <laughs> okay, so I love Jurassic Park so much. I even watched that fucking Netflix show that just came out for the kids. I did. All right, all right, all right. I actually yeah, know dude, all I, about it. I had to watch it, bro. It's Dude, anything Jurassic Park. Wait a I'm minute. I have to ask because I can't remember. I don't know. Like, I did watch it to the end. Did the little nerdy kid end up coming back? Dude, when they get swiped out dude, by the fucking pterodactyls? At the end of it, it's like season two coming. Oh, so we don't know if he survived. Yeah, yeah, no. That's, I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm going to blame it remember. on the kids in my house. I mean, it's okay. If my kid's not smoking weed, I can smoke weed and watch the fucking Jurassic Park with him. I live with my older cousin, so um, <laughs> I don't like watching that shit on like my prof- or like the profile we have on in the living room because I'm like gonna be like who's watching this shit the kids they have their own profile so i'll go on the kids and i'll watch like avatar and i'll watch i'll watch the fucking jurassic world stuff there yeah no no i i'm the only one in the house that has youtube red which is fucking amazing like it's worth it because you get rid of all of your commercials i have youtube music okay you get that too um, what if I get YouTube Red? I get YouTube Music. Well, here's all right. Also, let me again go back to how I'm a millennial and I half-ass all this shit, so I don't even know how it all works for everybody. <laughs> but I have my buddy Blake that I've known since I was six. He has like this Google, some sort of membership that he paid for. But you get YouTube Red, Google Music with it, uh, YouTube Music with it, and then YouTube TV. That's a lot of fucking. Now I'm in his family group. And <laughs> him and his wife are the only ones in. You get up to five people. I'm the obvious choice to be in this family group. Yes, you are. His wife still gave him, like, the stink eye. Like, are you serious? Like, don't you buy anything? I'm like, I'm not. I just... It's like, come on, man, please. So, yeah, let me on. So, I do that, like, weird, like... Uh, it's one of those things that I'll act like I'll stuck up. Because Brittany will play something, my wife. Or play something on her YouTube on the television and a commercial will pop up, like an ad. And I'll look at it and I was like, what the hell is that? The fuck is that thing on the TV? This is not what I wanted to play. 
what is this? Is this glitching out or something like that? Did you hit a different video? Did you trick me into watching something different? She's like, no, it's a commercial. I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is. It's been too long. <laughs> it's been too long. Oh, man. Oh, dude, that is perfect. That is perfect. That's how I act with uh, so, Spotify and YouTube. I, I think of every single time I see him. Thank you so much for letting me be part of you. It's just worth it. Because I mean, I'm just not used to it anymore also. How as soon as you get on YouTube, you click on something, next thing you know, you're waiting for an ad and everything. I forgot all about it sometimes. So whenever she does and I hear an ad, I'm like, they still have those? Dude, hmm. on, my, my cousin demands like regular TV. I don't know why people like it so much, but like he, he wanted it. So he spent like 150 It's so expensive too. It's not even cheap. And I'm like, why do no. you want that? And we were watching something, a commercial comes on, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I was like, dude, no, fuck this. I was like, put on some Netflix, put on some Hulu, put on anything but a commercial. He's like, nah, bro, it's, it's, it's fucking, it's, a TV, it's HBO. And I'm like, no, bro. I was like, I'm leaving. When Netflix finally came out and had a budget and everything, all I had was Netflix and we all we had was internet. And I probably went like five years without being on even somebody else's television, didn't need to, to watch anything on the design. So when I first kind of went someplace else and sat down to watch television like the commercials tripped me the fuck out Bro, i was like people that. are really like that's they'll go and buy something from that like that that's happening right now the song and dance show is enough to get you to go buy clothes from fucking old navy Woo. i forgot all about like ads and marketing for a, a minute you yeah. know what i'm saying like in television and then i saw it i'm like oh domino's pizza <laughs> hut so to bring it back when you were talking about how you'll go and watch it on your cousin's profile, so like the dinosaur stuff will pop up on his shit. Oh yeah. My daughter and stuff will when she comes up here, she'll use my YouTube on the T V and stuff and she they like mystery shit, like ghost stories. Or weird like she's eleven and so she likes weird little teenager thing. I shouldn't be listening to that. It's weird. Yeah, I don't need like to listen to like a thirteen year old girl talk to me about her weird ghost experience. I'm gonna be on a fucking list somewhere. Why is that my hobby? Why is every other thing in my fucking feed? You know that's not okay. So, young teen ghost stories. Yeah, and it, legit, it pops up like that on my on my feed sometimes, and I'm just like, oh, damn it. So that's how I know that they've been on my shit. Is or Brittany, I'll use it for like sleep meditation videos or anything along those lines. The next thing you know, half my feed's full of like six hour long Zen meditations or. Like, that's not, like, it's mixed in with the Joe Rogan experience and Navy SEAL videos. You know what I mean? Like, which one of these things doesn't belong here? Yeah. I'll go on, like, all the little kids, like, tablets and phones. Because, like, uh, my cousin has two younger boys, and his girlfriend has a younger boy, too. And it's, like, four, seven, and 12. So it's, like, they're they're in a line, you know? And uh, I'll go on, like, the four-year-old's phone, and I'll be like, how to sell my kidney. And I'll look it up a bunch of times (laughs) so that when his mom sees it, she's like, what, Grayson? And then I'll go on the seven-year-old's phone. <laughs> I'll go on his phone and just take a bunch of weird toe pics while he's sleeping. Oh, really? Yeah, just like his toes. Like, I'll just take a bunt, like 50 or 100. It's like uh, a sleepwalking I'll just, like, change all of his fucking, like, his his wallpapers and everything. Because he, like, designs his little iPod and his little, little phone. Because apparently every kid gets a phone now. And it's, like, it's insane. My 11-year-old has one. But... It was more of it just worked out with Metro. It was free. The line only cost an extra like five bucks or some shit like that. It just happened to be it was perfect. I mean like 11, 11, 10, you know, that's like kind of like where like, okay, phone, like you're at school more, you're, you're doing like after school stuff, maybe you should have a way to contact me. Not even that. Like, that motherfucker is a GPS tracker on her. 
That's what I'm saying. You know, no, that's the other reason. Isn't it? Like I can find her anytime I need, as long as her phone's on her. I well, have like, a GPS on her. The four and seven year old dude. The amount of stuff you can look up on the internet. It's just like why? Why give him that open door? One of the only apps I pay for is a parental guardian app to make sure that just I found Snapchat. Don't give a fuck how old they are. And I get to see the videos that come through, bro. Like, they're talking about pussy lips and shit. Like, my 11-year-old goes to look inside her Snapchat thing. And it's just, it's in her DMs. They throw this shit at her, like, actual mailbox and shit. Yeah, yeah. And no. I don't know how to control I'm She's in West Palm, so. Dude, yeah, no, dude. Her my mom's Snapchat is of that full shit, of a bunch of weird, stupid shit. Like, a bunch of weird, crazy shit. And TikTok's, like, dude, all of this is horrible. You know, like, I, I personally don't have any social media. Fair. Except no, for Snapchat. Snapchat's for the I got it all. So. Like, one of the funniest things have. So my wife, she's got a bachelor's in anthropology. You know, learned. And I kid you not, this is when I started to, like, back off of TikTok. I was like, I can't do this. She was sitting on the couch. And I, it could be true, it could not be true, or anything along those lines. It was just how ridiculous that it happened. And she leans back and she goes, Hey, did you know that King Tut... He was buried with this ankh like dagger, and it was made out of something that's not even of this world. It's like sealed inside his tomb. And I just sat there for like a second, and I was like, "Like, bitch, are you on TikTok?" She's like, "Yes." I was like, "Get the don't give me history lessons from fucking TikTok." You know what I'm saying? No, this isn't gonna work. And she was got. I was. She started to think about it and realized how ridiculous it was. <laughs> it's like, please. Take it for what it is. These people are throwing lots of different things on there, but you shouldn't listen to some kid. You ever hear, like, oh, you don't have TikTok. I you could fall down a hole in that shit. I hear. I you, hear. Literally. I see funny TikTok videos I guess shared to me, but, like, good reason I hate TikTok is because I, I live with my older cousin, and, like, when that shit popped off, he he would literally be like, yo, come down here. He'd call me from my room upstairs. He'd call me, like, eight times because I wouldn't answer. <laughs> I, I, I changed the lock on my door and everything because he kick he he walk up in my room three I'm like six different times be like yo man get up I'm like what just just fuck with me he shot me with air rifles oh it's trying to all, put you on TikTok dude all the time and then like every time he finds a new TikTok thing he'll be like yo come down here and then he'll try doing like a weird yoga thing where he gets the fart in my face to, like fucking kick me in the balls or some <laughs> shit. And, like, it got to the point where I would come down there and I'd see his girlfriend, on, like, with the phone out. And I'd be like, yep, nope, going right upstairs. How old's your cousin? He is, like, 30. He's 30? Yeah, like, 28, 30. But, TikTok's uh, not for us. Tell him to stop. He's a, he's a wild child. I love that. Never a dull moment. Um, His girlfriend is, I think, like, 24, 25. Not fair. Pretty chill, pretty chill. She, I mean, uh, she puts dinner away for me in the fridge, so she's the real MVP. <laughs> no, the, that's what I got, like, I was on TikTok and stuff and whatnot, and I had said, like, that, I was like, I don't get it, right? And that's when I got the yell that from, my, like, my daughter and the wife and stuff, is TikTok is not for you. I was like, what? I was like, you're a millennial. <laughs> you're starting to get old now, and this is for the next generation. And I was like, damn, okay. They were blaming us for Tide Pods not that long ago. Oh my god. Now you got TikTok videos. 
Oh my god, all the fucking different challenges. The ice challenge, the Tide Pod, the cinnamon, the condom, the fucking... I don't see how the Tide Pod was a challenge of any kind. Dude, it wasn't. It was just like, hey man, you stupid enough to film this? (laughs) And do it? It It was like, and do it? Like, no, I I guess it would have been actually dumber if you didn't film it. Like, I ate a Tide Pod, prove it. Uh, (laughs) My phone was dead. My shit was foamy. (laughs) I think I helped one kid... Dump some water on his head for that ALS challenge. Ended up getting half my pants soaked wet. I hadn't fucking get called out for this shit. Why am I wet? I thought it was going to be fun dumping some cold-ass water on this kid. I prefer cold showers, so like the ice challenge water was, wasn't that bad at all. It was yeah. actually very refreshing. Dude, yeah. a cold shower, man? Dude, just wakes you right up. And no, then man. you try to go to sleep. As you get older and your joints start to like not work as well, a nice hot shower helps loosen you up, man. Try to take a cold shower. Like, oh, man, dude. Fucking the, move, man. The first half of my shower is always nice and hot. But like say, the second say the 20, half. Says the 22-year-old. But trust me, eventually. like <laughs> All of it's going to be nice and hot. Mm-hmm. Nah, bro. One thing I can never get behind is like baths. No, I'm 6'3". It's not very often that somebody has a fucking bathtub <laughs> that I fit in. I've been like six, I've been over six foot since I was probably 13 or 14 years old. Yeah, I'm over here like five seven, five eight right now. Like your toes probably are under the water. Mm-mm. Like even when I sit up, there's no comfortable place for me to sit. Bro, I haven't been one for jacuzzis either because I have this irrational fear. I'm like, bro, a witch is going to come out of fucking nowhere and start scooping us up. We're getting all nice and cooked. Because you're in a jacuzzi? Yeah, dude. It's like, why am I being cooked like soup? I was like, this is... You're not getting cooked like soup. Bro, it's literally being cooked like soup, dude. So I used to... Anything that you cook has to be cooked to at least 165... No, 155 to 165 degrees Fahrenheit. And most jacuzzis barely top out at like 115. Dude. 115, drunk as hell, bro. Yeah, that's bad. You you could be in there for like fucking an hour, and then a witch is like, ooh, yeah, six more hours, and you guys are ready to go. No, man, ain't no hot song girl shit coming on. Like, you're gonna have a heat stroke. That's what's gonna happen. Bro, well, we're being cooked. I mean, eventually we're gonna die. Dude, I'm just saying, bro, I don't fuck with it. I don't fuck with it. Irrational fear all the way, bro. I'm not doing it. No, I have an irrational fear of snakes. But I guess that even, that one makes more sense. I won't get in hot tubs because I'm afraid a witch is going to come out and eat me once I'm done cooking. It's not like that, bro. It's just like I get pretty fucked up and usually we're all like, let's get in the hot tub when we're like super fucked up. Yeah. It's like a hot tub is where you go when you're like super fucked up, pool party, fucking like winter party. Like it's just fun. But like I don't like going in it. I will. Yeah. But I don't like going in it because like I'm like, do you want to pass out on me? You're just like, I. I mean, one of the last times I was in a hot tub at a party type deal. You're right. I was super fucked up. It was... <laughs> played this vampire game. It was a big party thing. We had a tiki hut that was out by, like, in between the pool and the hot tub. People bartending all night long, like, just open bar type deal, just fucking drinking and drinking and drinking. And next thing you know, like, everybody's passed out except for, like, all of the nerds. It was, like, like six dudes. Still, it was winter time. It was like in yeah, dude, December. It's like sixty degrees. We're not used to that. So shit. no, it was it's a bunch like of us 80. fucking yeah, it's a bunch of us like fat nerds, all like in a hot tub in the middle of the night, drunk out of our minds and our boxers. Like oh man, dude. Last time I was in a hot tub, Harbor Island. Fucking me, and my girl, and her best friend go up to my best friend and his and his uh one of our other homeboys, and dude, this guy's got a yacht. Like, he, he lives on a three-story fucking house right on the water. 
And um, he has a pool, a hot tub. I'm going to start going places with you. You need a dude with a fucking castle in Tennessee, and now you got someone with a yacht over here in Safety Harbor. Is it Safety Harbor or just Harbor? Uh, Harbor Island. Harbor, Harbor. like Safety Harbor. It's like, it's not the one that's close to like Davis Island. It's like farther. Yeah. So I think it's like Safety Harbor. Yeah, I think it's Safety Harbor, to be honest. (laughs) But, uh, no, it it matters. It's not how much you know is... Who do you know and what can they get done? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, bro, like, networking is is the number one skill to have. But, uh, dude, we're up there, and it's wintertime in Florida, so, like, it's kind of cold. It's kind of cold. It's, like, January when it's really getting cold, because, like, You can that's, tell we're Florida boys, because everybody up north that be listening to this will be like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's cold. Yeah, bro, it's not even that cold. It was, like, 64 degrees that night. Not not even that bad. Not for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, like, 64, like, 60, and um, we're, we're drinking. He literally has a kegerator, a soda machine, and, like, just a, a bar right, right by the pool in the gym the jacuzzi so like we're drinking and everything and we're smoking and we're doing dabs we get up on the yacht we're just chilling up there again getting fucked up and then we go into his house he plays accordion for us that is the dopest thing he plays ever. accordion for us and boy, accordion oh boy is magical that nigga can slam an accordion that is for sure um we cook out we eat a little bit we made literally like 40 servings for like five people like four or five people so like we made like eight chicken breasts, like fucking <laughs> made enough for bo- that many people smoking dabs. Fucking twenty six hot dogs and shit. Uh, but uh, we're drinking. It's like two hours later. We're like, let's jump in the pool. <laughs> so we jump in the pool. The pool water is cold as shit. <laughs> we're jumping in the pool. We start to sober up because of how fucking cold it is. Uh, we're diving, cannonballing. It's like three in the morning, and then like we we get out to smoke another blunt. And then um, we're rolling, and we're all in towers, and like, fuck this, dude. Let's get in the hot tub. Oh, you guys are rolling balls at this point, Doug? Oh, yeah. Well, that makes it more a yeah. lot easier to take all this. Yeah. <laughs> and then we, we hop in the hot tub. We're rolling blunts and shit. And, dude, we just, we literally stayed in there for, like, two hours just because how fucked up we were. We all got out poony as fuck. It was fun, dude. My, dude, <laughs> Zach, <laughs> Zach was, like, diving in, and... <laughs> He was so fucked up, he dived into the shallow end and hit the... Oh, dude, we pretty sure he got a concussion that night. Oh, man. Yeah, it helped that we were all staying up for, like, the next, like, seven, eight hours. But, like, dude, it was hilarious. His head was bleeding a little bit. Dude, I was, like... (laughs) Every now and then I've, like, scrolled and seen, like, these shows where, like, they have to reconstruct people, like, have horrible plastic surgery... And almost every fucking time, there's, like, some bitch that fucking tried to dive into the shallow pool and, like, ripped her fucking face off and oh. had all this horrible shit done to her oh and her face God, reconstructed. Dude, that's, oh, dude, that's so tasty. So when you say that about, like, some dude who's dumb enough, like, he's lucky he only got a fucking concussion, bro. He could have had his whole face ripped off. Because what was the last time you found a soft bottom of a pool, bro? Never. Yeah. I built pools, bro. They're, ne- they're like sandpaper no, down there. It's they're war. stones. Yeah, it's war against anything. You scrape your knee against it. And then... That was one job I loved. <coughs> Driving all around Florida, building pools. And it's just the funnest thing because whoever's buying a pool is just like, yeah, man, let's just throw money, build a pool, and have a fun fucking time. So it's usually some like weird ass eccentric people. <laughs> and it's Florida, so we all live right next to the beach. You know, it's. But like everyone wants a pool down here. Dude, you we just drive around, and people would literally like get us drunk as shit. They'll be like, yeah, I made some regular lemonade for you boys. 
and then I have this sweet tea over here yeah. made the right way. Fucking smoking weed. Fucking dude, some guy was literally showing off and he's like, yo, guys, check out my whip. <laughs> and he was literally just like fucking dude he had a nice ass fucking whip though it was all like leathered and fucking had like diamonds in that shit bro oh so it, we're not talking about a car we're talking about an actual oh whip. yeah an actual bull just like dude like legit. Shirt, he was doing tricks he was knocking off like bottles <laughs> and like dude it was it, it was, was really a cracker cool, he wanted one of us to wear a cowboy hat and we all declined <laughs> he had great aim but uh he was pretty drunk <laughs> that's know. when those guys performed the best Down here, like the crackers. Oh man, yeah, that was a fun job. But uh, now I work. Let's see, <laughs> the thing is, is most of the time on the uh, on the news you hear Florida man. <laughs> that, that's the shit you hear about. Man, I got some family in the middle of Florida. You don't hear half the shit that actually happens out there, bro. Yeah, if <laughs> like, you live here, you got the ear to the ground for some real juicy Florida stories. That's you go sit down go sit down next to my uncle and wait for him to tell the stories of all the dumb shit that people have been doing around the property. <laughs> That's the fun part. Ah, we've all done dumb shit. I've got my mom's car stuck out there. <laughs> Somebody was, my brother had to come drag me out with chains. It was dumb, dude. It was not even that much mud. But it's like, I had to like admit defeat. I was like, I could keep going and I could really fuck this up. Trying to get out or I just admit defeat now and hopefully just I'll just take my licks. It's better than fucking anything up. Dude, one thing is for true, if you guys are ever in Florida, go fucking mudding. <laughs> I know it seems like a real dirty like thing to oh, do, but no. it is so much fun. The best thing to do is with, like, so the property that I was just talking about out there, over 800 acres, and a lot of my cousin stuff grew up out there, so they know the place like the back of their hands. So, like, being out there, like, I've gotten to know, like, certain turns or anything, like, it's been forever since I've been out there, so I wouldn't know shit, but, um gotten to know certain turns where like you take all the kids out in like a bronco and going and you know when you hit a certain place like duck or get out the way because you're getting mud thrown right there type deal so it was just fun to watch the kids just get covered in mud and they're like what's going on <laughs> <laughs> dude that uh dude some of the funnest times you can have out there and like fucking like have you ever been to el rancho i don't think so no all right so it's up in zephyr hills like heading towards Dade <laughs> city a, I, I used to manage that uh that subway it's right there off of 54 okay that was, that was enough for me to learn about fucking zephyr hills dude yeah 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 dude i lived out there for a while but dude el rancho was a fun little plus out there right well it's, i had to deal with some of my employees you know they come soaked in mud and shit coming in like barefoot and whatnot <laughs> like running around so yeah it's fun the drama out there was just unreal Right? Most For my, such a small town. Well, that's why. It was such, everybody knew each other. Dude, it was, it was insane, bro. So, well, of course, it's Subway out there, so I get all these, like, you know, just out of high school or just high school kids, and they all know each other from high school. They all know this person or that person or what he's about. Everybody's got gossip and talking shit about each other. It was just... <sighs> I was like, get me the fuck out of here. Dude, I hung out with all the old people who live out there, and I... I oh, man, those are the best. Dude, El, dude, this one guy who lived behind me on El Camino. It was, it was beautiful, and then my neighbor sold me a fucking 1976 fucking Datsun. <laughs> yeah, worst Dotson. worst car I've ever bought ever. One hundred percent. I'm sorry, the hatchback. Like, dude, dude. Yeah, the hash, the two door hatchback, dude. Yeah, like, dude. It it was beautiful and everything, but like, dude, mechanically, I hated working on that car so much. <laughs> I I fucking dude. I will never own another one. Like, dude, I 
much rather for some reason when it comes to older cars it's like kind of it's always been the boxier style like i had the ford maverick that was a fun v8 two-door i bet i had a 1986 325 bmw yeah it was like one of the first sedans they released here dude that it was no power steering which for me is not that big of a fucking deal. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I yeah. get my wife, she's five foot nothing and trying to get in that fucking car. She drove it one time, she got out, she's like, Never again. <laughs> Never. <laughs> but I like, had a straight six. <laughs> it was a sleeper little car, dude. You hit that gas and <clears throat> boom like go. Dude, one thing I've always wanted from BMW is the M five. The M five. Dude, original M five when it first came out was the first supercar. It was less than two thousand pounds. And, oh, like, wow. you would fishtail in second gear. Oh, is it, a, like, a two-seater? Yeah. Bad. Yeah, dude, it, it was literally, like, that. that is the pinnacle of BMWs. Because, like, savvy yeah. BMWs is, like, luxurious, the but they're the series? slowest. The oh, 7 man, series? that's the pinnacle. Have you seen that? They're not even meant for you to drive. The M7s, or what are you talking no, about? No, I'm talking about the new 7 Series. I don't even know how new, but, like, the 7 Series, dude, they were designed with, like, the passenger in the back in mind. Like that, like you, you're supposed to have a driver and you huh. can like communicate with the driver through your systems in the back and everything along those lines. And it like came with its own tablet that controlled like these parts and another tablet controlled these parts. It was set up so you could like recline and fully lay down in the back seat for oh, business damn. trips and had all this crazy shit that came out of nowhere just for you to be able to like get in the car and just drive and do your business. Dude, that's badass though. Oh man. Was, I was looking at the car just going like, wow, I just want to drive it. <laughs> like, I don't want to be the dude sitting in the back at all. Dude, one thing I do love about is all the new cars and all these luxurious cars have fucking cameras in them. And guess who has to drive and calibrate them? This oh, guy. Fair. Dude, I drive. Dude. So the Jaguar F-Pace, oh, yeah. the little four-door, that thing can get it. It's nice as hell. God, the damn. new Escalades. Oh, my God. Dude, you're literally floating in the new Escalades. Do you guys do Teslas at all? Okay, so Teslas, their glass literally goes all the way on top of the roof and back to the end glass. So, like, that is something we don't do. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is something we also don't do DeLoreans. Dude, I used to be one of your biggest competitors back in the day. I worked down south where it was called uh, USA Events. We were doing like, we were, like, uh, so was around it was biggest competitor but we were one of those like knocking on the door business to business and like yeah. house to house and so you windshield and have our guys come out and do it and stuff but every insurance company recommended it's the first thing that happened say though we could have no 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 they want us to do it like trying to call the insurance company yeah, up and set coach, up appointments and like get all, everything verified coach yeah. these people to have our guys come out and do it and stuff and uh down in palm beach and we had palm beach international um airport down there and along the side of it, down this road called Southern, you have like Pratt Whitney and all these different, they have like um, private airplanes down there. That's like, that's where Trump lands. Like his yeah. airplane and stuff is down there on that tarmac down there. Um, they had helicopters, all that other shit. Well, a dude from Tampa had come down. We were all dressed up in his big fucking F-150 brand new and everything. And we decided we we're just going to go uh, do this thing where we're going to talk our way into the buildings just you know we'd kind of look at the plaque figure out who's in hr and then kind of go over to the secretary and be like blah blah, blah from hr sent us to see if there's anybody here that has any rock chips cracks anything in the windshield just as a courtesy to you guys I'd like to come in and just see what we can do it's just you know to help everybody out and i mean everything's uh, once we sign everything Genius. up you know they'll just come in here and stuff so we get to this one place and we're like yeah we do windshields and stuff oh you guys are the windshield guys yeah all right yeah, yeah hold on one second I get, and they call somebody i was like these are the guys for the windshield and both were like, oh shit, we don't know what we're getting into right now. 
Like, okay, what's going on? I'm like, he's the guy for the windshield. Windshield. We're like, oh, okay, yeah, come this way, come this way. So we walk out onto the tarmac, right? Like, you need security clearance or some shit to be out where we're at. Like, I mean, this is like after 9 11. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, we're out on the tarmac with all these, like, little, uh, all the different private shit and stuff. And so they walk out, and one of the airplanes had a uh, bird fly into it and cracked the windshield. So all these people thought that we were there to come replace this airplane windshield. So it was one of the most interesting conversations I ever had with my boss at the time. I called him up and I said, hey, dude, I have a question for you. And like, what? I was like, well, you always told us to call you if we ever got anything out of the ordinary as far as like different windshields we could or couldn't replace type deal. And I think I have a fucking doozy for you. He goes, oh, shit, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> like had that, what the fuck did you? All right, what what's going on, man? I was like, well, uh, me and blah, blah, blah are down here uh, at Palm Beach International Airport, and they have this, uh, what kind of airplane is that? And they told me, da, 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 da. I was like, we got this one here, and uh, they had an air, like a bird fly into the windshield, like, tell them the story, everything, just like, something we can do for that? Dead silence on the other side of the phone. <laughs> Dead silence. And you hear him shuffling around, and he goes, wait, can you say that again? <laughs> So at this point, I know that he's taken the phone and gone to the other manager. Like, he's one manager, went to the other manager that runs the other side of the office for the other guys that are there. And has me on speakerphone and has me relaying the, what I just exactly told him. Just And I could, as soon as that happens, another dead silence for a second. And I hear the entire room bust out laughing. I have to act like they're not doing that on the other side of the phone. Like I'm having an actual business call. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know how much trouble I'm in if they realize that we're full of shit right now. Who knows? I couldn't have been in any trouble at all. It could have yeah. been just like whatever. But at the same time, yeah, yeah, who no, I'd, knows? Yeah, I'd like, be doing the same thing. I'd be like, yeah, okay, cool, all right, Thanks. yeah, yeah, no, and then I have to like talk our way back out of it. We're just like we spent a good time just kind of walking around because I had to go talk to somebody else. So we're just by ourselves walking around in this airplane yeah, hangar and shit. That's my experience with windshields. It is just fun to drive all these different cars. Like uh, Mini Coopers really are just go karts. Oh, like yeah. I love a good Mini Cooper job. And, uh, man, dude, they're just so fun. You can take corners so fast. I bet you get probably a lot of them because of the way the windshields are shaped. Yeah, Jeeps are real fun, too. That was Scions. I bet you get a fuck ton of Scions. Dude, I hate those Scions, <laughs> bro. I, dude, those, those one Scions are fucking Whoever designed those windshields. So small, such a small windshield, man. Bro, I got a payday once. Uh, it was a printing company down in Palm, West Palm. And they sent out, like, flyers, they did menus, they did all this shit, and their entire fleet were fucking scions, bro. I replaced, like, eight windshields in one day. Oh, yeah, I was killing it. And I got his Mercedes out in the front afterwards. Dude, nice. Yeah. I love a good Mercedes. We always say, we use Pilkington glass. Same shit that's in Jaguars. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it is. It is. Yeah. So, uh, I loved doing that job, but eventually it was just too, they wanted too much of you. And I had a kid at the time. It was that was like that's one of those jobs, like especially in that industry where you got like, have no ties and just be able to fucking go ruthless. Dude, you just gotta work like a lot, oh, and yeah. if you can, the payout's great. But it's like you really gotta put in like sixty, seventy but hours. It's a, a week, you it's know, a pyramid so. scheme. So, I mean, yeah, essentially, man. In the long run, you'll end up uh, it, you end up fucking a lot of different people over that just can't hack it though. It was weird. Like, I didn't have to follow any of the normal rules they did. Like, I just came in and just started selling shit. And I did business to business. So. <laughs> you did sales. I do installs. But, like, it, 
everything in that industry is just like yeah let's just pay everybody a little bit less than what they should be or like just not like less but like we'll give them their fair cut yeah and it's like dude there's a lot of money in well, that shit that's how it worked right so i would get 45 dollars a windshield the manager that was setting everything up would get 50 and right and i know a windshield is actually not that much you just charge the insurance though you charge the insurance like 800 bucks but you really get a 200 dollars windshield so everybody's getting a little piece of that eight hundred dollar action. That's, yeah, that's how that. What I'm saying. That's the racket that happens with our. Yeah. That's what it was, you know, like, or it was something like they would get paid one hundred and fifty and then pay me out of it or some something, something like that. And it all depends. <coughs> yeah, because they charge the insurance company the windshield price, and then they charge the insurance company the labor price too. So you're automatically not having to pay the guy to install it too, and you're not paying him that full labor price, and then you're paying like disposal fee and like fucking everything else, like mobile fee. It's great. It's a great little business to get into. I would love to... I'm actually collecting tools to start my own. Fair. Well... It, it's the Florida law, though, too. It's, it makes it, it made it so easy for me to be able to sell windshield just because once you know how to benefit it, because... No, uh, it's free. Your windshield's cracked. Let me help you. They're not even just cracked, right? Because of sand pitting and stuff, right? If you I see, see a lot of scratches there. You see enough, and you go, okay, well, think about this, right? If you get a little piece there, and you got a little piece there, and you got a little tiny piece there, and a little piece there, and you got a lot of this over there right now, if you were to take all of that together, and you mush it into one little pad, and you got this big, giant, like, three-by-three square missing from your windshield now if this was here all by itself lumped into right there and you had a big giant hole that big in your windshield is that you safe replaced right away yeah is, is that safe would you think that was safe there well that's basically what you have going on here it's just spread out through the entire structural integrity of your windshield mm-hmm. this is safety equipment just like your 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 seatbelt. Mm-hmm. so in the state of florida as long as you have comprehensive insurance don't they'll pay for this and it doesn't increase your premiums and anything along those lines doesn't go against you mm-hmm. you get up to three a year yeah, yeah. and that's like i'll be honest with you the one thing they can get you is if you have a ton of different claims going in for a bunch of different things and you play with this one on top of it they can get you for something for excessive claims but i mean who are you one of the only people that have a ton of claims going with your insurance company because nobody wants to talk to these guys this is the one time that you can get one on them and yeah. make them pay out of the pocket for you with no penalties and at all doesn't that sound nice Dude, let's I, get him, man, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you want to do my windshield? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, especially one of the ways they describe it is that uh, you're literally going up and you're asking for at least the second, if, if they're a house owner, you're asking to take the second most expensive thing they own. And some people that aren't homeowners, the first most expensive thing they own, and you want to take the face off of it. Yeah, dude, some people are real <laughs> weird about their cars, and I get it. Because, I mean, dude, some of these cars are expensive, man. Like... No one really talks about it, but Volvos are hella good. And oh, if yeah. you get a turbo ver- Volvo, like, dude, that is a nice car. I just did one today. That's a nice car. And then all these cars are, like, 30 to, like, up. 30K oh, yeah. and up. Oh, yeah. And, like, oh, my God, dude. I hate people who buy Land Rovers because they're so complex to work on. Oh, really? I, I can only imagine all the technology. Dude, the Land Rover is, like, the worst car to buy if you want, if, like, you have to work on it. No, which like you nope. Yeah, no one who buys a Land Rover works on their car. Exactly. For someone who gets paid to work on a Land Rover, I'm like, you son of a bitch. bitch. Yeah, bro. They're like, so how long is this gonna take? Like 45 minutes, an hour? I was like, you got a Land Rover? It's gonna take an hour and a half, man. I was like, that's quick. Oh wow. So you have to do the whole windshield by yourself? Oh yeah, dude. Whole windshield, semi trucks. You know, like buses, transport. You know, um, we've done a couple tractors. Actors do, um, but like cars, vans, work trucks, box trucks. It's a lot easier once you know what you're doing. So like it, 
sounds like a lot, but like it's just like it's well, another day. Well, it's just not many people realize how different a windshield is than the rest of the glass on your car. Oh yeah, all your other glass is meant to shatter in case you ever need to like break out your car. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, which that's always fun to replace that. <laughs> as long as they have State Farm. Oh man, dude, I met I met this one guy in Polk County, and uh, he had a brand new 2018-2019 truck. And uh, the funniest story I've ever heard. Well, one of the there's a couple funny, really funny story. I was like, "Yo, man, what happened, bro?" I was like, "You got this brand new truck. It's got like 700 miles on." I was like, "How did you break this thing?" I was like, "I know you're not pulling anything." I was like, "I see your truck," and uh, he's like, "Yo, my girl, caught me cheating." And she knew the windshield was free. So she busted out the back glass. I'm like, damn. I was like, but she got you, though. <laughs> I was like, she got you good, though. Damn. Yeah, nah, that's genius. Well, nah, if you say State Farm covers all glass. Or at least they used to. I what I've learned is you have, to, you have to up that. You have to up your policy to specifically include that. Oh, no. Fair enough. Yeah. No full coverage. Yeah, you yeah. It. No full coverage anymore. You have to ask for that. And it's like, yeah. it's only like 50 to like 100 bucks more. But like the thing it, is, it's kind of worth it. Not really. Because here's Dude. the thing. You're paying an extra 50 to 100 bucks for a window. That, I mean, how much does one window actually cost all by itself? Depends, dude. It could be like door windows are like 187 Cool. Now, if you go two years without breaking any of those windows, like most people do on their cars, you've paid an extra what six hundred dollars towards yeah, towards that is true. replacing I mean, one hundred eighty. I'm around broken glass all the time, so now I I feel like it's a good investment. But like it probably yeah, it realistically is, and I haven't really. How many any times of my have windows. you had to replace your own windows in your own car? You know what I when mean. When I was sixteen, twice. Probably a good reason though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's another story. Now you said you do garage doors too. It was one time you're like, oh, I got to do a garage door for somebody. Or were you just setting up their, like. Oh, that was just me setting up the garage door and everything. Dude, like I just never figured out how to make it work. And you're like, oh, I'll help you. Well, uh, no, nah, they got this house and the garage door was like off track. So we had to like reset it and everything. And then like the, the old motor was bad. So we just replaced it. And then. Uh, I was going to say, so you guys also do garage? Oh, no, that's just something I did for a friend on my spare time. Yeah, oh, yeah, fair. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's yeah. why I was, I didn't know if it was, because I. Some companies also do that too. Most of the time, you're coming to the house. You're already there. It's already dealing with the car. We'll do every piece of glass besides the moonroof and the sunroof. Really? And then uh, we'll put in window regulators. We'll put in uh, mirror regulators and motors and stuff like that. But uh, nah, we're mainly cars. Although it's it's not that hard of a switch. Like once you understand how to hold glass and like handle glass, it's like. It's basically the same tools when you move. Gotcha. Because, like, all the glue you use for, like, sealing a car windshield, it's just a little bit of a different formula for, like, sealing fucking industrial windshield or industrial windows. Okay. But, like, uh, man, that glue, it's real fun. Oh, I bet. That stuff gets... Is it quick dry? Oh, yeah, 10 minutes. That sucker is dry. You use the primer on it, bro, I've glued people on so wait, do you have to get it all and then put the uh, the activator on it, or do you mix it all together, putty it, and then? Psh- well, the glue comes in like just like a sausage tube, and we have uh, electric uh, uh, glue guns, basically just electric cock guns. And what you'll do is you'll just uh, you'll activate it, clean it, and then you'll prime it. And the glue sticks best to old, freshly cut, like clean glue. Yeah. But uh, the second best thing it sticks to is primer, and it's just this black 
it's black paint basically but it's a primer agent and uh man that stuff's really hard to get off too man if you get that on your skin you you literally have to like file it off Fair. well you haven't found anything like a mineral spirit or oh man like if you catch it early you'll get it off of like spirits and everything but if it stays on your hand for more than like eight to ten minutes it's like ooh, that's on me for a day or two oh, at least but uh you'll prime it and then you'll shoot the glue stick that sucker in make sure clean up anything um but after after you get used to shooting glue you just you don't make messes <laughs> well i yeah. bet especially yeah, when dude. you have the consequences Oh, yeah, man. There have been some messes made. I've seen some crazy stuff. So you, like, prime it in the back of the van and then just... Shh, yeah, yeah, no, I'll good. set it up on a stand. It's like a glass trestle stand with a bunch of cushions on it and everything, and it pressure points four, four ways across the windshield. Do you have, like, a crane or something that pulls it around for you? or Oh, the windshield? No, yeah. you pick that sucker up. Like, with the, like, the fucking... With the burglar tools? No, nah, man, you just pick it up from the bottom of the sign, and, and you just have to, like, handle glass carefully. As long as you don't flex glass. Well, as yeah. Long as, as long as the glass <laughs> isn't, like, super hot or super cold, it's a little bit more, like... It, it will move with the weight distribution. Um, just don't... Like, there are certain things that you can't do, like suction cup tools, keep them lightweight, because there is a heavy suction cup tool that you have to use to move some of these windshields, and if you only grab it by that suction cup tool, oh, it'll, probably pull it'll the... snap it right in half that windshield, because you have all that weight in, like, a top corner, gotcha. and even if you're holding from the bottom, just, like, holding it from there, it'll just snap it right in half. I've seen it happen right as they're about to put the windshield in. That's funny. It's a it's a real funny uh, time when you see someone else break a windshield, but when you break a windshield, it's a real <laughs> it's a real stressful moment. That's for sure. How do they do that? You end up having to like pay for it out of your check, or they're just like, "Don't do it again." Yeah, no, they understand glass handling. It happens, um, but uh, as long as you keep it within a, a certain number within every quarter, you're fine. But uh, what happens if you break a windshield and, and like you're doing a customer's car is like guess whose day got two hours longer you're driving to a warehouse you're coming back with windshield you're putting it in today oh damn you do not leave someone's windshield open if yeah, they were no. not expecting that like there are certain trucks where it's like really old cars it's like yo it's gonna be rusted under here i'm gonna cut it out you gonna have to take this to the body shop and oh, like fix it up i've actually seen some really nice cars that are just like the rust is too much I was getting ready to say, if you ever show up to any, not even a nice car, just somebody who you look at and you're like, dude, there's just too much rust here. If I take this out, it's going to leak. Oh, yeah, 100%, man. Like, dude, I have to tell people, I was like, dude, when, like, once I cut this open, I was like, rust is going to be there and it's going to be like holes. And I was like, and I cannot put it back in legal. Yeah. And like, bro, what if I what if I want that? And I'm like, every single like, time you get in here, and there's gonna... condensation, your entire inside of your windshield's going to be fogged. You're going to have to take your shirt off and wipe it down just to be able to see like oh, yeah. anytime it rains and you're in Florida. So every time you got to come out and all of your windows are going to be fogged from the fucking inside. dude. Yeah, dude, mold everything. I'm like, yo, man, I'll, uh, I'll cut it out, but I'm not putting one in. I was like, if you want to take that route, I was like, go to the shop, fix it. Yeah. And dude, yeah. I love the people. <laughs> dude it's so funny when you like cut out a windshield and they fix it but they put jb weld which is like a <laughs> yeah, compound no, yeah. it's not like real metal or anything it's just like it's putty yeah no i fixed plastic with it yeah that's what i'm saying they'll put it on it and then i'll be like nah man nothing's gonna stick to this so i was like you're still gonna have the same problem they call it liquid concrete or something no something like that plastic concrete or something yeah mix that shit together yeah yeah but uh that 1986 BMW had, like, a piece in it that nobody fucking made correctly for the car to fit in it. Like, they had other ones, but it had a vent that would make the car 
sputter out like it was too much suction going in like it was this air intake thing and it yeah. had this valve that needed to go somewhere else on a different for the for like an updated version it had another tube that would go part of the intake well my very early sedan no didn't have that <laughs> so it would just stall out because it was sucking too much air in so i had to literally go and like do the jb weld shit and close that intake and like something else with that and like to basically remake the part in different places just to be yeah. able to get that mother but that's what I loved about that car, was you could do that, and that was all it took to fix it. Dude, that's what I love about Sherry. I actually got to do that soon. Uh, there's a vacuum leak somewhere, because every now and then, it'll just, like, I can hear it just, like, intaking too, like, taking such a deep breath, it's like, oh, <coughs> like, it's choking on air. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that that Ford, what year is it again? It's Nine. an 89 F-150 XLT Larry. Sherry's very dear to my heart i will die that, with her everything about that car is meant to be able to fix it though you should be able to get your hands in everywhere very oh, easily it's so her. big this ford yeah and so nice that was it i had to replace a, a water hose in my fucking in my bmw right but it was behind the fucking engine behind it right so it was yeah. me and my butt by the time i was done my hands were all fucked up my buddy's hands were all fucked up and we had to still rig it with like a different thing like still kind of rig it the same way we did the first thing <laughs> but it was so much harder to fucking get oh, I bet. <coughs> so much you're using like extended needle nose pliers and like hose clamps trying to get that shit together behind the engine. Nah, yeah. dude we didn't have that many tools we just like you know what I mean? like it was literally trying to get somebody to like his hand from the bottom trying to hold it in place while i had like another little thing trying to screw the clamp on to a hose that was like and then trying to get it up the hose because you don't you don't want to use this giant fucking hose you yeah. want to use it so it's so we're just trying to fit the one hole oh man pain in the ass yeah, the thing that killed that car was electrics the the battery was in the trunk <laughs> and so when it would rain the car wouldn't start and one time it rained for like seven days straight the car never started again Damn, miss that car. That's like the dream car. Some people want like fancy. Like no, I'll just take a nice nineteen eighty six. I don't even want a three twenty five i. Just the three twenty five. Dude, honestly, I can't. I can't bring myself to buy a new car because, like, dude, I understand that the aspects of a new car. You like, you don't have to worry about it. Reliable, get and go, great gas. But like, when I think about the price of a new car, I'm like, fuck, dude. Instead of putting like ten k down on well, a new car and still owing twenty. I can just buy an El Camino for 10k, perfectly restored. Well, like our car out there, the Kia, it's 2011, 100 almost 50,000 miles on it, but it's been taken care of. Yeah. Right. Like, and so the one thing that went out was the air conditioning. We fucking we live in Florida, bro. Like, there's there's no way like you can't just keep living with that. So, but here's the thing, right? Get a new car. Now you got a car payment. Right then, your insurance goes up because you got to do cars. So you got to have that full coverage. So now you went from not paying anything because I that car's paid off to having the PIP insurance on it that's under two hundred bucks type deal or something like that to having like a three hundred dollar car insurance, two hundred fifty three hundred dollars. So now you're paying six hundred dollars and you used to be paid one hundred eighty. Yeah. yeah. So now it jumps off. Our choice was like, all right, do so we get an air conditioner? Which yeah, it's gonna be stupid. It's gonna be more than the car's probably even worth. But once I'm done with that, I don't have a car payment anymore. Yeah, no, I have a car no. that has air conditioning in it, so I'm gonna go sink another little bit on Friday into the car to get stuff done. That's again more than I. But once that's done, I have nothing else to worry about in that car. I can take it to West Palm. I can drive it around. I can make that little thing nice. Get a nice little radio in it. Put speakers in it. But why? I don't need something crazy that I'm gonna pay for six hundred dollars a month 
plus the insurance that you have to have on something stupid like that. Like, why would I spend that money on that? I'm a firm believer of, like, pay it outright, fix it up yourself, like, take care of that shit. Because, like, all my friends got, car like, car payments and expensive ass shits. Mm -hmm. And all of them got trapped in, like, horrible-ass roommate situations or living with their parents. Like, I'm just like, nope. <laughs> like i work my way up from like a sonoma to a honda to another honda to like a fucking matrix to a toyota to Fair. like dude to a camry to a corolla and then back into the 1989 ford f-150 one time i didn't get it, it wasn't a new car but i got a jetta and it was like a, like a year or two ago and it was great <coughs> it was one i could afford it though it wasn't too much. It was less than the car payment we had just paid off. Everything on Zion's insurance wasn't too much. We still had two cars going on, but could afford it. And it was a nice car. It wasn't anything, whatever. Dude, that was nice. I ended up losing that job, so I didn't have that money. And it was the weirdest thing. Got into a car accident and ended up being able to pay off the car with that. I think we made like 57 cents after everything was done. When people talk about getting like that check after you were done. Like, no. But. You broke even. I broke even, and I didn't have to pay that extra insurance money every month. They didn't have to pay the extra money for the car insur for the actual car payment. So when it came down to it, I was literally Ubering just to be able to pay for the car. So once that thing happened and broke even, it was kind of like a godsend. I didn't have to stress about that bill anymore. Yeah, I feel that. So, like even just weird. looking up at car payments, I'm like already stressed, and I'm like, oh, I don't want that. I was like, it's too much stress already. Yeah, oh, I hear you. That's just. I mean, if you're in a comfortable place and you're good with it, then cool. That's where we were when we did that. And then, but that was the thing that sucked once that income went away and I was like, shit. All right. The one thing that gets me is like, <clears throat> brand new Dodge Challenger is fucking sweet. And like, that's the only modern day muscle I would get. Yeah. But like, one week ago, I was like really fed up working on Sherry because like I just right. fixed the steering ignition actuator. Which is literally a piece of metal hidden behind all these panels and the steering wheel and all the pieces <laughs> and everything. Yeah. Like hidden hidden way back there. That's impossible to put in and put out without the right tools. And I, I did it. And then as I put everything back together, I realized, oh, my fuse for the, the blinkers just went out. I was like, cool. And then the braking cable harness snapped. Not the braking cable. Or but, anything, the but just the harness holding it in place. That snapped. And I was like, oh, cool. I was like, that's probably just because I worked on both the gas tanks. I was like, that's super. I was fucking with that like three weeks ago. We have two gas tanks? Oh, yeah, dude. I love it. I got them both up and running, and now I can just like, because that, that V8 gas oh, yeah, I'm sure for sure. So like, one of the most annoying things that I've ever experienced with it, because like, there's not a lot of cons. There, there's some cons, but in my eyes, I'm blinded by love. Mm -hmm. But uh, dude, one of the cons is like, dang, dude, this thing, <laughs> I have to stop like every 200 miles. Like, fuck. Yeah. Well, we get the, that's a lot of people do that for their bug out wagons too. Put an extra gas tank on there, dude. Honestly, it's so worth it because I can just like hit a button and just like. Fire. Two, but at the same time, miles. that entire first gas tank, you're looking around what like an extra like ten, fifteen gallons of weight that's taxing the first gas tank too. <laughs> that's okay. I have like two. There's three pumps under there. Oh wow. And then there's one right by the engine where the where most fuel pumps are. One right in the first gas tank pushing. One right in the second tank pushing. And then there's an additional pump out valve that's also pushing when you switch it out uh, to the reverse, uh, the rear tank. So like, honestly, that like I found out what that rear tank was for really. So um, 
most people would drive with the rear tank on always and the front tank was for when you were racing because that front tank is so much closer to oh, okay. to the engine because it's literally right under your seat basically in that racing yeah yeah no no like a lot of those trucks like the the finer models were were dragged out when they first came out like i have the xlt lariat and if you were to get like a four by four that's really what they would drag it out for and dude they would hit it they would hit that front mm. tank and it was just so much closer they put on the um the racing flow uh gas pump on it and it would dude that i've seen some videos it's actually really cool it's not something I would do with Sherry because I want to treasure her. Treat her so, right. so like off-road tracks? Dude, they would do an off-road and they would just do like the quarter, the quarter mile and everything. Oh, I guess. Just like, drag out out. Tru- like drag out the truck. Like drag out the truck fast, tires lower it. Dude, but, uh, dude it, was, it was really cool to find that out. I didn't... Um, it's going to be one of the loudest fucking things you hear is one of those suckers going down a fucking I bet. A quarter mile. Jesus Christ. Mine's open air right now, so it's it's pretty <laughs> loud. <laughs> That's what we need. No muffler. No muffler. No no catalyst. <coughs> Straight pipe. Okay. Lucky I, I, you're in Florida. Yeah, right, dude. Yeah. That, dude, Florida's the only place you can get away with some of the shit you see on the road, bro. Oh, That's dude. why I love it, man. No, see, back in the day, they actually had emissions here. I remember going with my dad and sticking some shit up the tailpipe and stuff. Into the cat, yeah. It didn't last very long. It did not. No, well, like up in North Carolina, uh, it's funny. Like my uh, my, I found this out because my brother-in-law he. He's gotten trucks from his, like, our, our father-in-law. And uh, every time it always has a check engine light on. And it does not fucking matter what the emissions are on that truck and stuff, apparently. But if the check engine light's on, you're paying this much more in taxes. Yeah. Just for the check engine lights going on. Oh, my God. And shit. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous for that, so. You're paying so much in taxes here. Oh, yeah. All of us, man. <laughs> well, we're the, we have a lot of cool tax things that... Like in North Carolina, there's just like you pay. Like we get our registration done; it's a small amount. But every year, like when they do their taxes, they might have to register their car, but they still have to pay more taxes on the cars that they have. Property yeah, taxes. Yeah. Not only do they have like the state, but they have uh, yeah, like are there not only their federal property taxes, but they have state property taxes. So things in like New York, dude. I'm my sister and her mom and stuff. They have a house, and it's out on Long Island. And they've had it, like, I think um, my dad and her, when they were together, bought it for something dumb, like 23 grand or something, like something small, like 10, between 10 and 23 grand. At some point in time, the house was worth over 600 grand just because of where it's at in New York and the land that it's at. The thing is, is with their property taxes, they might own the house outright, but still being there for as long as it has with every break that you possibly can have on it, they still have to figure out a way to pay 10 grand every year in property taxes. God damn, dude. Like, on top of every other bill that they have. I, they I gotta can't give wait the to leave Florida. Don't go to New York? If that's what, no, no, no I'm, I'm gonna go up to like North Oregon and stuff like that. But like, dude, I can't wait to leave Florida. But like, I understand what Florida is because I've traveled all my life in the United States and like Florida is the most laid back, loose log place Oh, it's Texas the closest to the Wild West you're going to get. No, Texas. Texas is pretty there. We, I, okay. I haven't been to Texas, too. I hear uh, so many people when they reside in Texas. Oh, man. Well, I hate driving through Texas. The roads have been... They're more fucked up than Florida roads. Oh, fuck that. I can't even imagine it's that. fucked man. up. Construction all the way through it. Like when I I've, Every time I've driven through that, Texas, it sucks. Like, San Antonio, like it's almost like their lanes are too small. They have more people <laughs> on the roads, and their lanes are smaller than other places. Yeah. That might have been that I was driving a Lincoln Town car through there, but either way, it was still a little disconcerting. It was just 
on top of each other going through San Antonio and whatnot. But as far as laws go and whatnot, of laid back and shit, that's why I like Rogan. All these people are moving out to Texas because it's like being here. It's actually probably less lenient than being here. Yeah, that's actually pretty especially cool. with gun laws and everything along those lines. Yeah, less. I th- I think they're even they're an open carry state. We can't even open carry here. Yeah, that is true. I got my concealed though. In Texas, you could just have your gun on your fucking hip and yeah. go into the store. Yeah, no, I would definitely have like an old holster. You know what I'm saying? And they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I love Florida because of its loose laws, and I appreciate it for it. Because, I mean, dude, some of the taxes and laws up in California and Oregon are insane. Oh, yeah. There's a recycling tax whenever you buy anything just because there's so many people out there. It, it Like, they, they did the math and they're like, yeah, this is how much it's going to cost to fucking deal with all this waste. Well, did you ever hear Musk's, it's called the Boring Company? What the fuck is the Boring Company? It's He bores holes. And so the whole point is that the traffic is so bad in L.A. that his solution is to dig holes deep into the earth and create these underground tunnel systems that go underneath the LA traffic system so they can alleviate the traffic problems that they have there. That's his idea. <coughs> and if uh, he was on Rogan and he was talking about like the little loopholes and stuff that he found to be able to do it without having to pay a bunch of permits and taxes and all that different shit. Like, that sounds sketchy. Uh, like, uh, what was it? He's like, you don't have to pay anybody to, to dig a hole. You don't have to pay anybody. I can dig a hole in my property all I want. Just dig a hole. So that's what he did. He dig a really big hole. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's kind of true. It's but, a, dude, that's a slippery there. slope to, to pushing people into becoming mole people and having two two societies. You know that's already saying? happened in Vegas. There's that whole like um, underground society apparently that lives on the underground of Vegas. I don't know. <coughs> that could be like a mandala effect though. Just we've heard enough about it. But, like uh, you know, the mandala effect is. It's, Go it's through it one more time. Like uh, a good example of it, it's like uh, you know who Sinbad is. Yes. A lot of people swear that like there was a new movie Shazam that came out. Mm-hmm. A lot of people swear that uh, that Sinbad was in a movie called Shazam where he played a genie. Right, and everyone swears that this was what happened. Never happened. Shaq was in a movie called Kazam where he played a genie. While uh, Sinbad was in other movies, but those two things, people cross them because they were they happened around the same time, and that's when Sinbad was prevalent around the exact same time. So there's a ton of people that swear okay. that, that happened, and so the Mandala effect is kind of like a, I think it comes from a lot of people thinking that that Nelson Mandela didn't like it never actually existed. It was just like a, an idea that happened, okay. and so the, yeah, it's a interesting. If I had more time to look it up. We are going on two hours and 27 minutes. You want to cut it? Or? I don't know. It's up to you. You're looking tired. Yeah, yeah. No, dude. I've been <laughs> working all day. All last week. Yeah, so we're good. <laughs> all last week. Yeah, all right. Cool, man. So as we go, yeah. Listen to it. Come back to anything that we, we think we need to cover more of. I think we did pretty good just going through. And we even got into going through the, the whole working through. So, uh. All right. This is the end of the first podcast. Goodbye, guys. Cheers. This is Adam Chip signing off. Dude, this was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Peace.